This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Dale. And Mark. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. As always, there is much to discuss. You may, of course, take control. You can also join us online at freetalklive.com, where you'll find all kinds of features. Uh, we give them to you. Those other people in the radio business, the hotshot talk show hosts out there, they want to charge you for their websites, and we do it for free. So head over there and uh, get interactive at freetalklive.com. Now, uh, there's much to discuss, as I mentioned. In fact, including deregulation, people are freaking out. Uh, here in our very own New Hampshire about the idea that apparently some of the beauty school stuff, the beauty regulations may be repealed and they're flipping out. Apparently this means everyone's going to get their scalps burned and their ears lobbed off. Uh, so we'll, we'll touch People on that. People could die. This reminds me of the outlaw manicurist. Right. That was the, that's what everyone, that was the justification back then was, oh, we have to, you know, regulate this to make sure people don't. Well, the outlaw manicurist uh, that you mentioned was a man who decided that he was going to protest uh, these manicuring licensing laws by going out in front of the actual location of the bureaucracy that runs this stuff and giving a manicure without having a license and charging for it. So it's because it's usually legal to give a manicure if you don't charge for it. But if you charge for it, then it's it's illegal and dangerous, and you know we have to have licenses for this. Yep. So they're talking. You could kill somebody with with a manicure that you charge for. Yeah. So well, let's just jump right into this, and then we'll get to an issue of uh, regarding bigotry and the liberty movement that I know that Dale wants to uh, to talk about tonight. Of course, your calls. If you make them, are the primary element. 800-259-9231 is the number. The story from the Concord Monitor, ConcordMonitor.com. Headline. Now, this isn't sensational or anything. Deregulation is enough to make your hair fall out. So say outraged barbers and aestheticians. 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 If House Bill 446 passes, prepare for a bad hair day. That... Those in the styling biz say is what legislators will get if they repeal the regulatory authority the state gives certain professionals. And a bad haircut is just the tip of the cowlick. Cosmetologists deal with high heat and chemicals, with perms and colorings and bleach. That takes training. 1,500 hours, in fact, as is currently required by law. You know, I, I bleach my hair. Yourself? Uh, a lot. Yes, myself. Are you trained? For did you years get, now. Did you get the certification first? No, I follow the instructions on the box. <laughs> I've never burned my scalp off. Wait a second. I want to I've talk never about... had any kind of adverse reaction. I, I'm an amateur. I just go and do it, and I pay five bucks at Walmart. You know, I've been living my whole life thinking that that's the color of your hair. And I'm very good at it. Apparently, you are. Just from experience. But I've never, ever... I mean, it may not have been the best job, like, as far as how good it looked or whatever. You got the jeans When I started. But, uh... <laughs> But I didn't burn my scalp off. I didn't have any kind of, you know, they, they, it tells you some things. Like, you know, do a test and see if you're allergic. Do a little quick test on your skin, see if you're Proceed allergic. That I didn't ago. bother with it. I'm like, eh, pah, whatever. We'll know. We're talking yeah. about burned heads, toxic materials, potential clown-colored hair. Or <laughs> Can you believe this? <laughs> it's such a horror story. Like, like you know... Uh, you know, anarchy will ensue if they stop yeah. issuing these licenses. Right. Well, he's just trying to make it as many hair puns as he can. He's taking a pretty dry story. And- it's not a pun. There wasn't a pun in there. There was a pun earlier, but not in that sentence. Uh, anyway, potential clown-colored hair or hair even falling out. 
We're talking about skin infections and toasted tanners, too, since estheticians and tanning facilities are also listed in the bill. So is barbering and landscape architecture and court reporting and athletic training and recreational therapy. Oh, no. Oh, whatever will we do if the state isn't there to protect us from these? Well, the state will be there to protect uh, protect them if that's what they want. I mean, Pete, this... If it's just not required by law, then it will be voluntary. And I don't have to get my hair cut at any place that doesn't have a state license if I don't want to. Is so, that what the proposal is? That not to uh, not to abolish the state's uh, regulatory board, but to I don't know. Make as, it as far as I'm concerned, they should be cut loose, not be given state funding, and then they'll just fund themselves through their uh, their memberships. Hmm. They serve well, their customers we'll like out. anything else. I don't have any idea how they're going to do it. I'm just saying that. Look, I I have the option of not going to a place that uh, I should have the option of not going to a place that is, uh, you know, licensed by the government, and I should have to reap the consequences. If I go to a court and I say, "Hey, you know, yeah, yeah, I knew that they weren't licensed by the government." But I decided to try it anyway, and yeah, my hair fell out. You know, maybe the jury will say, well, you know, you should have gone someplace where they were licensed. Buyer beware. It's not to say that you can't get hair services from people outside of these licensed facilities. Well, I mean, it's not like saying that uh, the government has to license everything. Zagat's licenses restaurants with their uh, little survey thing. Uh, the Consumer Reports offers, you know, ratings on companies. Uh, I don't know if I, I trust those better because they have a they actually have a reputation that they're trying to protect and maintain, and they have an they actually. You know, there really is no sense of accountability with the government because they're the government and they're always they always will be and you have no choice with them. These other organizations that check up on people, they have better reputations for for keeping quality, keeping an eye on quality. UL is it is it called UL the Underwriters, Underwriters Laboratories, Laboratories mm-hmm. is has an incredible reputation. If you see UL stamped on a, a sticker, a UL uh, label on a, an electronics product. That's a that's pretty good uh, certification of safety. Well, they've got even a, a, another it's, uh, company. It's not that government. With them. That's great too. Yeah. I using the terms uh, licensing in place of certification it makes me feel a little icky. Mark, you used it a moment ago, saying that Zagat's licenses restaurants, and maybe you could. I mean, there there's certainly some similarities between the terms. If you look up licensing, the second definition is a certificate, uh, tag, plate, etc., giving proof of such permission, official permit. But the number one definition is formal permission from a government uh, to do something, as in carry on a business or profession, the legal right to use a, it's so on and so forth. So I feel like cert- certification is a much more accurate term because certification usually implies, you know, it's a voluntary choice. You've chosen to get your restaurant certified by Zagat's. Uh, you are certified by Zagat's, but are you are you licensed? I think license kind of conveys that you have been given permission to to do business in general. I could be wrong about that. It just uh, it feels more governmental and coercive to me. I think people exchange the uh, the terms themselves. So uh, back to the scary story here about uh, what will happen in the absence of these government licenses. Who needs licensing when it comes to these jobs? The bill's sponsors ask. Too much regulation in our lives already, they say. Not enough competition in free market enterprise, they claim. If your head gets burned by a nasty chemical, so be it. Freedom isn't free. This bill gives me, the consumer, the choice as to whether I want to pay the higher price to someone who's licensed, according to... Who says that that's so, though? I mean, who says that the person with the license is going to charge more than the person without the license or the certificate or whatever? Well, it kind of makes sense because it you makes spent sense, money but that on the make license. It, so. no, it also true. doesn't mean that the person with the license isn't going to burn your head or make your hair fall it off. It doesn't mean true. that either. 
that's, I can that's see what why gets some, me is that there's this notion that there's this aura of safety surrounding the person that has a license. Right. Here's what would work as far as a certification goes. Not some crappy thing from the government where you have to take 1,500 hours of something that you may or may not do, because it's in all likelihood. I've heard that uh, barbers, you know, uh, that don't give uh, color treatments or anything like that have to get certified in all these other things. I go to a barber shop. I want some guy to, you know, that, that's going to cut my hair with a, a thing that goes, yeah. you know, and, and cough and clear his throat while he's doing it. I, I mean, you know, that's what I'm looking for in my hair cutting experience. However, other people want their hair tinted, you know, foil and whatever it is you do dale and uh, you know i i don't want those things i don't need that from my uh my hair cutting expert what would work is a certification company that says look if there's a problem with your haircut we certification num- a company abc will cover any costs medical bills anything we'll cover it because we believe in joe so much that we're going to cover it now, that would be something that works. What's the state going to do if you get a bad haircut from somebody they've certified? You could ding the licensee. Yeah, you, you, well, you can go after the person who did it. You could do that anyway. I mean, they the state the, would. They would find the licensee, and they'd keep the money. They, yeah, they might find they, yeah, they might very yeah, they well find re- They wouldn't fix your damages. They no, wouldn't no, try no. to they would do nothing. compensate you for the damages. Of course not. 1-800-259-9231. Well, I mean, they have to We're supposed them. to feel good that they hurt someone else. I got hurt, so hurt yeah. someone else, and I'll feel better. Exactly right, uh, Dale, and that's where, that's where the government really goes wrong in a lot of areas, is they don't, uh, resti- they don't provide restitution with their government justice system. Uh, 800-259-9231. You take control. More about the scary world of unlicensed barbering. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nesquik. Try Nesquik 4-Packs. Perfect for lunches and great for kids on the go. Look for it in the juice aisle. Snack time is a great chance to sneak extra calcium into your child's diet without making him feel like he's eating something he doesn't want. Serve up dairy-rich foods like smoothies, flavored milk, frozen yogurt, and string cheese. He'll love the treat, and you'll love knowing how good it is for him. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there for free. So enjoy those features on us. We've got news updates. You want to be kept in the loop as to what's going on with Free Talk Live? Just go to news.freetalklive.com. I recommend you sign up for the email list. That's the way to guarantee that you're going to see everything that uh, that we put out there. Of course, if you prefer uh, Facebook or Twitter, you can do those too. Uh, we've got the three different delivery methods for you. So go to news.freetalklive.com. Pick one, pick two, take all three if you want. That's news.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. They have a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. So their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. It's right there at the top of our banner column. As we continue with a scary, scary story uh, from the Concord Monitor in uh, New Hampshire, there where apparently there's a bill 
that has been proposed. Whether it will pass or not is another question, but I just thought it was interesting to look at the hysterics uh, surrounding the proposed idea of making it so that you don't have to have a license in order to perform something like, oh, I don't know, giving a haircut or filing someone's nails. Or in this case, they say that uh, even... Athletic training will be included. Uh, they'll be deregulating recreational therapy, uh, landscape architecture, barbering, etc. So uh, we'll get back into this here. What's their excuse for landscape architecture? You know, it's important to have uh, government licenses, Mark. It they pre- could plant something poisonous it's- out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, just anything. God, these people. Yeah, I'll tell you what. We'll get back to that here in a moment. But Mox is on the line listening in New York. Uh, Mox, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Hello, Mox. Mox in New York. Going once. Mox in New York. Going twice. Mox is gone. All right. 800-259-9231. So are you afraid of the idea of deregulation, of making it so that products and services can be offered in the marketplace without having to beg government's permission in order to do so first? Well, the um, the person writing this article for the Concord Monitor clearly has uh, clearly has an opinion, and it does call him a columnist. So I guess this is uh, kind of an opinion piece. Anyway, back to the proposal here. Uh, Representative Neil Kirk, a Ware Republican, said outside Representatives Hall yesterday, "It's about choice and opportunity." He said, try telling that, says the article to the cosmetology community, represented at a legislative hearing yesterday by a line longer than Rapunzel's hair. All the bigwigs showed up, including Nashua's Pam New, who owned her own salon for 31 years. She's also the president of the New Hampshire Cosmetology Association. Really? What a surprise. <laughs> you think she has a vested interest? She rallied the troops, collecting petitions with thousands of signatures piled into two Tupperware boxes from licensed cosmetologists and their customers. See, they're all very concerned. She's paid a protection fee to keep other people from competing with her business. That's right. And she aims to take advantage of what she paid for. She paid for that protection. I don't know if I'm remembering correctly, but... If I'm recalling right, that it was back when the outlaw manicurist did his thing, where he, in here in New Hampshire, gave a manicure without a license for money out in front of the Bureau of Licensing or whatever they call themselves, and was arrested for it. Now, when he did that, we talked about this issue, and we digged into this, or we dug into this, and we found out that the New Hampshire licensing for cosmetology, barbering and those sorts of things, was put into place at the suggestion or the uh, advocation of one lady, and I'm not going to go out on a limb and say it was Pam New, but that name sounds awfully so. familiar because this lady who was, who was advocating creating a licensing program for the cosmetology world just so happened to run the school, the one school, the cosmetology school here in New Hampshire. And she happened to be a state representative, as I understand it, at the same time. Mm. Oh, that's convenient. How so, suspicious. Hey, how about that? So she created a law that makes it so that everybody that wants to be a licensed barber or cosmetologist... She, she created the law? She was a representative. She introduced it, I would if assume. I'm, oh. If I'm remembering correctly, okay. the woman who runs the school that does the uh, educating for this 1,500 hours of educating that is required in order oh, to get required. this... Oh, it's required. And you, she... 
gets runs the school. She runs that the school. Provides that fifteen hundred hours, which I'm sure is quite expensive. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she she makes a little a little bit of cash there. Well, it's yeah, it's the only place you can get one of these licenses. Well, right? there you go. Right now, this this by the way goes to the point that even though here in New Hampshire we can brag about how the so-called representatives only make a hundred dollars a year or two hundred or something like that for the senators, it's still a seat of power. It's still a place where people who are attracted to power are attracted to. This woman used her $100 a year seat to guarantee herself probably thousands of dollars a year in business. A good living wage for a long time. Yes. So anyway, Pam New comes out uh, from the New Hampshire Cosmetology Association rallying the troops, piled two Tupperware boxes high with thousands of signatures from licensed cosmetologists and their customers. See, even the customers are concerned well, for if, this. If you didn't get that piece of if if you didn't send that piece of paper back into the licensing organization that they asked you for, I wonder what would happen to your license the next time around. Or if they called you and specifically asked for it, you said, look, I don't believe in unionization and I think that this is a um, coercion and that, uh, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. I bet it might be a little harder to get your license the next time around. (laughs) We'll we'll, uh, continue here, but I know Jericho uh, has some thoughts here listening to WSVG in Mount Jackson, Virginia. Hello, Jericho. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, licensing, man. Driver's license, marriage license, builder's license, manicurist license. This is all a joke. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nothing but a big scam to make money from the government. It's all it is. I don't see where the government has any say on who you marry. Of course, you marry who you want, but I don't see why they have to make a buck off it. Um, I spent quite a few years in the construction industry, home building, (laughs) and I never had a license. Basically, Uh we we, we would work underneath someone else, you know, who would hire us. You know, we weren't the actual contractor building the homes. We were like the little guys at the bottom. But uh, what you see in Virginia, you have to have X amount of dollars in the bank, X amount of years' experience, et cetera, et cetera, to get your builder's license. But the thing of it is, you can have someone working under you who has that experience. You don't know anything. Yeah. Someone mm-hmm. under you has that five years' experience, and you can get your license based on that. And you see the crappiest homes in the world being built by licensed contractors. You don't know jack squat. That's exactly what I was saying is just because you have a license doesn't mean that you're not going to make someone's hair fall out with your hair product. Exactly. Absolutely. You're going to or burn their skin or something like that. It it's creates a, really a false, false sense false of security. Sense of, yeah. Yeah, now I had uh, I used to have rental properties that I worked for for my mom and uncle and stuff. They owned them and I had my own. And they uh, you know, it, you, you got to have a plumber. I could have hired a a you know, a licensed plumber for 70 or 80 or $100 an hour or whatever it was. But I have a friend who was, you know, trying to get out of doing the construction thing. And um, he was doing, you know, new construction plumbing, setting it up. And he decided he wanted, there was more money in, uh, in residential plumbing. So he was going to start doing that. But he didn't have the money for the licensing. So I would hire him at, what, $20 an hour or something like that. And basically, at some point or another, he decided to get his license and go legit. But he needed the seed money. So I hired him to do everything, and the work was always great. Yep. Jericho, thanks for the thoughts, man. Appreciate the call tonight at 800-259-9231. You're welcome to call in with your unlicensed uh, service stories. Maybe you've done some underground work, or maybe you've uh, been on the other side of the ball. More coming up. You take control. It's free time. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. 
or visit PorcupineRealtor.com. That's PorcupineRealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, but beware, we are doing this radio program without a license. It could oh. burn your ears. <laughs> 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, you can bring up anything here. We are talking about unlicensed barbering and cosmetology and things like that uh, because it's scary. There's a proposal on the table here in New Hampshire to deregulate some of the licensed businesses. And it's my understanding New Hampshire actually has – it may be the fewest of all of the states as far as licensed industries are concerned. It may be the smallest number of, of licensed it industries. It wouldn't surprise me if that were the yeah, case. It's certainly down there, uh, down toward the bottom of the list. And now they're talking about lessening that number, uh, making uh, making even fewer licensed activities. And that's scaring a lot of people, especially the people that are currently in business. We'll explain why uh, here in a moment. Also, take your calls at 800-259-9231. If you're looking into getting some gold or silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, or a barter currency in case things really go south around here, Go check out gold.freetalklive.com. I have uh, updated the list of coins there. Finally, the Mises coin that we've been talking about is, in fact, available on the page. It's gold.freetalklive.com. There are several, I think a couple others that have uh, been added today. And you can go see uh, you know, some, some coins that are really easy to compare at other places because it can be a little confusing trying to buy gold or silver. You talk to one salesman, they'll, you know, that they run circles around you, you get all confused. Gold.freetalklive.com, it's helpful. All right, so 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. So back to the scary story from the Concord Monitor about what could happen in the absence of these government licenses that supposedly protect us all. Though, as Dale was pointing out earlier, it's really just an illusion of safety. Because just because you have the government license doesn't mean that you're any more competent than the person that doesn't have that license. Spoiler alert, but I just did a comic where this uh, one policeman is handing a badge to another policeman. And he says, before you, before you put this on, flip this switch on the back, and it radiates an aura of competence mm-hmm. that, you know, for things like handling firearms safely and telling ordinary people what to do. And the guy goes, oh, this time I just thought people were brainwashed to think those badges meant something. You can see that over at anarchyinyourhead.com. It's the same idea. You know, this idea that they, they have a license, the government gave them a license. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not even necessarily the best way to... to, to, to Make sure they know what they're doing. You know, you might because it's it's a very specific way. It's like saying you have to go to this very specific kind of training and get this specific training when, in fact, someone might learn a whole lot better working underneath someone else as an apprentice. For well, as I think Mark pointed out, a lot of these fifteen hundred hours you're training on things you may not ever even need. You're training to do things. I remember uh, Dr. Mary Ruart makes this point in her book Healing Our World, uh, where she talks about a fifteen-year-old, I guess, a black girl that was doing some. Uh, hair braiding, African American, African hair braiding, not American, but African hair braiding. Uh, she was doing that in her neighborhood from her home and getting business. People were coming by to do this because this hair braiding wasn't available. She could throw down the hair braids. It wasn't available at uh, the licensed barbers, or maybe it was just too expensive at the licensed barbers. And so this young girl was making a living. Uh, I mean, she was being entrepreneurial. She was bringing money in doing this. And the news got around. It got around to the newspaper. And so the newspaper sent a reporter out to do this kind of this human interest 
young kid makes good entrepreneurial story that sometimes you'll see newspapers do. And as is so typical when a newspaper will do a story like this, the bureaucrats, of course, read the newspaper. And so some of the bureaucrats saw that this girl was doing this African hair braiding without asking for permission from the government first. So they sent armed agents to, uh, you know, to threaten her and and shut her down. And that's sad. And the point is, she was probably very, very good in that area of specialization. And the training that would have been required for her to get the license does not deal with African hair braiding. The hundreds of hours that would have been required had she been legal would have had zero to do with the, the, the acts that she was performing. So it just goes to show what you're saying, Dale, is that the government's license is this stupid one size fits all, just incredibly obtuse process that is entirely unnecessary whereas like you say if you're training under uh, as an apprentice you'll get the, uh, the the training that you need in the area in which that you need to work and not all this other crap that is unnecessary it, that it basically adds costs for consumers that like yep. that is clearly not warranted necessarily and it, 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 the, another case i heard about is a guy who was uh, he was an entrepreneurial young person again, and what what is a common problem apparently in certain areas is rodents getting into your house through your chimney. Yeah. And so he had a so a very common practice was to put like a a, a mesh mm-hmm. over your chimney top so that smoke could still get out and everything. It was easy to to open in order to clean and stuff. But you you know just a mesh it keeps metal keeps, screening. Yeah. Very simple concept keeps rodents out and it works fairly effectively. <laughs> And and he would do that that specific thing for people. Mm-hmm. He'd climb up on the roof, put the mesh on, and 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 you know someone some people could do that for themselves, and you can do, get away with doing it for yourself because it's your home. But you have to climb up on your roof, and That's especially dangerous. if you're elderly or something, yeah. you're worried about breaking bones and. And it's, you know, and, and, and some people would just rather pay someone to do that. And that's Absolutely. what he was trying to do. And he was getting cracked down on for this incredibly simple task that people were thrilled to pay this nice, modest fee for him to do. But, and he got right. the, the authorities cracked down on him. him. Yeah. And so those are not uncommon stories. And we're going to continue here with the scary uh, piece from the Concord Monitor because there's a woman uh, named Pam New who has. Apparently, the president of the New Hampshire Cosmetology Association, which they don't even have a website, by the way. Uh, this, uh, Why should they bother? You have to come to them. She rallied the troops, collecting petitions with thousands of signatures piled into two Tupperware boxes from licensed cosmetologists and their customers. New tangled with politicians a few years ago when the legislature tried to reduce schooling for certification from 1,500 hours to 100. Now she's fighting again, citing the skills and education it takes to be good at what she does. She said before the hearing, quote, We continue our education because new chemicals come out and new procedures come out and there are new trends that come out like having a website pam you don't have one uh news said before the hearing we go to advanced training classes (laughs) many of which we coordinate through the association there are trade shows like in every profession that you go to to update your curriculum and education and that's all fine that's what i was gonna say look this sounds like great promotional material to talk about what you have and what you have to offer at your business use this as promotional material but don't use it as a scare tactic for if they, if someone doesn't do the specific thing that the sky is going to fall 
You know, and, and, and the idea that you need this one-size-fits-all thing. It, you know, as as we were talking about, there was this uh, example of this uh, little girl that was doing the, the African hair braiding. Mm-hmm. What does she need the, you know, the cosmetology license for on fingernails and cutting hair and dyeing hair and all that stuff? I go to a barber. I don't want somebody who dyes my hair. I don't want somebody who does, uh, you know, the, the, the tips and nails and anything like that. I don't need to know. They don't need to know that information nope. for me. They need to know how to use a pair of clippers. I've been to you know, people that cut hair and they're licensed. They can't use clippers. They can't cut mm. my hair then. Just because they've been licensed doesn't make them competent. Just think about it. How many incompetent drivers on the road have mm. driver's licenses? For God's sakes, the government has no business being involved here. Uh, so the hearing had its moments, uh, like when Richard Kahn, a proponent of the bill, turned back the clock, recalling when his mother cut his hair without a license. He said, my mother is not a criminal. This bill would correct the situation that criminalizes the behavior of most people. Did your mother use chemicals on your head? A, co- a committee member asked. I don't remember. Some kind of hairspray. Waxing was discussed, too. New was asked to differentiate. Oh, hold on. Chemicals on the head. Okay. Mark, earlier, I almost chimed in, but he was on such a roll. I didn't want to interrupt him. But he said, whatever it is you do, Dell, when he talked about me dyeing my hair. Well, I'll tell you what I do, Mark. There's two bottles. You mix them. Mix them up. You let them sit for a couple they minutes. Smoke. You put them in your hair. You, you trying to get them in your? You know, it's good to keep them out of your eyes. You know mm-hmm. that's common sense, and it sure, tells sure. you that. You know you can tell from the smell of it. Oh, I don't want to get this in my eyes, so I don't. And I've been doing it for years and never had a problem. I haven't blinded myself. I haven't burned any skin off. I don't have any hair falling out. You mix two things together. You let them sit. You put them in your hair. You rinse them out after a period of time. There you go. That's what I do. <laughs> and and and, and these, these people they're trying to create all these horror stories that that someone who's not licensed can't possibly do that for you safely. It is just spectacularly retarded. We'll come back with more here at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. The professionals are desperate. They're upset that their virtual uh, oligopoly will be Shattered by the uh, the re- reduction in these licensing requirements, or the or perhaps complete elimination of them. Uh, more coming up here at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Free talk live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from Maine to Hawaii. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Have you ever done an underground business? Have you had to escape the grasp of the of the government agents who were perhaps after you? Or maybe you didn't escape their grasp. Maybe they, they got you and shut you down or threatened you or, or fined you or put you in a jail cell. Or maybe you just operated for years on end without anybody ever bothering you. Maybe so. Would love to hear your story if you'd like to share it at 800-259-9231. But the proponents of licensing will have you believe that without government licenses, that uh, a a beautician would set your skin on fire or your ears will be lobbed off at uh, the hair cutters. I saw that in a movie once. 
Yeah, I don't know how often it happens in real life. Um, Just often enough in movies to scare the crap out of you. But it's not because the person is a professional that they don't cut your ear off. It's because you know they've practiced and they're paying attention. Uh, so I've cut a lot of uh, hair in my life, and I'm not going to cut it any better or any worse if somebody gives me money. I'm going to cut it better if I get more practice, but that's really the only thing that's going to change anything. So let's get Certainly back. Some training would probably make me better too, but yeah, I don't know that anything. You know, I don't know they could do too much more than than practice. Let's get back to the debate here uh, between the sides uh, here in New Hampshire, where a proposal is on the table to deregulate to make it so that you don't have to have a license to do things like barbering or landscape architecture or court reporting or athletic training or recreational therapy. Uh, Some people are pretty upset about this, especially the people that are the so-called professionals who've already jumped through all the hoops and they're upset because they've been abused and they want everyone else to be abused. It's not fair. It's not just that. They just don't want the competition. That's there's that, too. You're right. Uh, So they know that some people out there want to spend five dollars for a haircut and that they'll go to some young upstart that doesn't have some license, you know, or something like that. Yep, and it was you know made lightly, taken as kind of a joke at one point, uh, where the cosmetology association head was asked to differentiate between one type of waxing and another, and she said, "There's more intimate waxing involved." And responded a committee member, Peter Schmidt, a House Democrat from Dover, he said, "Sacre bleu!" But the overriding message on both sides was serious. Opponents of the bill spoke about unlicensed people cutting into their business, but they directed their themes elsewhere to the complexities of their trade and the health issues involved. Leanne Lummis of Wyndham, an esthetician and the chairwoman of the Board of Barbering, Cosmetology and Aesthetics, was there. Now, the board is the licensing people. Those are the go- That's the government agency that does the licensing. She said, they don't understand the scope of our practices. We are trained in the use of advanced chemicals. If used in the wrong hands, they can be very damaging. Like the Joker. You know, I was uh, getting my, te- <laughs> my <laughs> I was getting my teeth cleaned one time. Uh, I was in an office in Sarasota, Florida, and I noticed on the wall that the lady had the uh, requisite teeth cleaning uh, uh, certificate from the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, was just kind of, uh, you know, saying, "Hey, you think any, you think that that made you any better?" She said, "It's important." The kind of job, you know, it's important that we be uh, licensed. I'm like, well, auto mechanics fix your car, and they're not necessarily licensed. And she said, well, there's a difference. Mm. We could kill people in what we do. I'm like, does your car have brakes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, they are more, hold on. Are more people killed by illegal teeth cleanings than by car accidents? Right, but this just goes to show the depth and the breadth of the blindness that goes into the, the they're people. They're just justifying what happened to them. They're justifying they're, they're, the abuse. They're, 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 painting, the uh, they're painting a horror story. Uh, you know, they're, terrify- they're terrifying people into thinking that they must continue to go to them because they've paid this protection fee and that you know it's for your own good there's that or that they don't want to admit that they wasted their time and their money in this stupid political process of government licensing and it well the thing is is it keeps going on you know it's not about having wasted your time and energy one time because everybody knows that the continuing training is largely bullcrap it's uh you know it's that continuing the paying the fee what is it four hundred dollars a year i don't know who knows representative randall whitehead asked about unlicensed activity and it's a potential effect on licensed businesses the black market whitehead called it uh, answered Catherine Wantuck, the board is more concerned with consumers at risk. Elsewhere, Tilton cosmetologist Sabrina Como spoke about pride and education, about accomplishments and self-esteem gained after years of hard work. She says she spent 10000 
$1,000 on school. Wow, that's a lot of money. It's hard to turn back now. Like you said, you feel invested. You're really invested you are at that invested. point. You don't want to go, oh, I didn't actually need to do that. Well, it's what I'm you definitely don't want short for nothing. is somebody else starting up a business that didn't pay that. Right, that's what they don't want. And she's, she's very... Imp- you know, it's hilarious when doctors will come to this country, but then have to spend eight years in medical school becoming a doctor in the United States because God knows a doctor from Germany wouldn't be as good or something like that. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous the way these things run. They're just protection Protection rackets. rackets. That's it. And they're bad for consumers. If there were more people out there practicing these things, there would be competition. Prices would be driven down. It would be good for consumers. The market would actually uh, have a, a significant impact on you know, meeting demands and making it less expensive for your average person. They're, they're money-making uh, operations for the licensing boards. I mean, how many people are licensed, especially a few years ago, were licensed realtors that only sold a house or two a year? Mm. I mean, <laughs> between between the fees and uh, the, the fees that they pay to the offices that they work out of and the licensing fees, they don't make any money at all in that situation. So this cosmetologist says, this is an insult. My loans that I went to school with are just like those pe- for people who went to college, and now you're telling me that my license isn't necessary? Well, do you want to repay my loans? <laughs> I feel a, for her. She has a, she has a, a legitimate uh, complaint there. And quite frankly, let's pass a law that says that this uh, the, la- the re- representative who introduced this bill and every representative that voted for it has is responsible pay for paying off anybody who files <laughs> a claim. For God's sakes, hold these people responsible for the crap they do. That'd be great, Mark, Let's but you can't do, do that. It. They have sovereign immunity. I, you know that, and that, and therein lies the problem. That's the problem with government. You can't hold people operating under the guise of government responsible for their actions. Well, the other problem they, is it's violence. Well, government. <laughs> That's the other problem. If you could hold them responsible, I think you could handle the violence. Maybe it would hurt, certainly help. I mean, it, it would, would lessen. It would violence. diminish it by Correct. a great deal. It certainly would. That one action, just taking away the immunity that these people have for their actions, would suddenly change everything. So she was talking to people like Kirk and Representative Speck Bowers. Uh, she she and others said standardizing testing, uh, standardized testing and certification are needed for safety, for credibility, and for service. They called the supporters of the bill free staters. Tea Party members, people who take the live free or die motto too far. I don't categorize myself, said Kirk, but I'm sure there are ideas that are attributed to Tea Party members, whatever that means, that I would share. Bowers said, I think this is all about choice. If a willing consumer chooses to hire a willing provider, the state should not interfere with that choice, even if the consumer chooses to hire an unlicensed provider. That guy gets it on, at the very least, this issue. Yeah, Speck said the RLCNH group. That's uh, Bowers, whoever that is. Yeah, Speck Bowers. Oh, okay. They don't uh, believe certification walks in hand with quality. Not always. Their logic tells them that there are good doctors and bad doctors, good drivers and bad drivers, right? This, again, the article asking these questions. News says, why not deregulate them, too? Well, indeed. Why not? Why not deregulate doctors? Why not deregulate all of these Absolutely. regulated Absolutely. And once again, this is, this is like you were talking about this girl who only 
did braids. She did African braids, and that's all she did. She was probably really good at it. And so if mm-hmm. that's what you wanted to do, you go to her, and she will probably do a better job than anyone else in town and, and, and at a very good price because she specializes and focuses on that. The same thing could be true with the medical profession. If someone is, is you know... If you if you if someone is specializing in certain areas and is really good in those areas, then that's then that's a good thing. Now, if you want to go sure. to a, like a diag, you know, someone who's a diagnostician or something like someone who diagnoses problems, you want to make sure your your diagnosis is correct. That's something that would require probably a broader mm-hmm. field of understanding, right? But you know, like as far as like you've been diagnosed, the di- the diagnostician or whatever has said this is your problem. And now you can go to a specialist to get treatment when there's the, when the treatment is incredibly consistent. Like there's a certain things you do that are very consistent. This could draw I mean the way medical costs are skyrocketing in this country a lot of it has to do with all this all these requirements we put on uh, the people that have to do this. And more and more doctors are being required to do things that nurses used to do. Someone well, who was trained as a nurse could do something very well and that was great for the nursing field. And it's raised the cost of medical care in this country. Yeah, you're absolutely right. In fact, I remember it was years ago we had uh, one of our co-hosts on the show, Torgo. I think his wife was a, a licensed nurse. And she was she told a story about how there was there was a situation at least once. It happened probably more than once to her where she has been trained to do a lot of the same things that a doctor has been trained to do. But unless a doctor, a licensed doctor, is standing in the room with her. She is unable to perform many of those things that she is fully able to perform. She is able to do the same things as the doctor, but cannot do it without having the doctor standing there. I, I understand the, the the need for that because there's like a lot of interrelated stuff. And I can understand wanting to, to be able to consult a doctor who has broader training. And, and you know, I understand that, but, I, but it's just gone way overboard now. You take control. Bring up anything, 800-259-9231. If I want to pay a nurse to do a job that I think that she can do, I should be able to do that. More Absolutely. You take control. Hour uh, 2 is next, 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal, but something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. This is Free Talk Live. We are kicking off the second hour of the program, and we invite you to take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI, 800-259-9231. Also coming up, your chance to win a two-pack of the Toda Sack, so stay tuned for that. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you in the studio this evening, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. All right. We're going to continue here taking your phone calls about what you want. And then coming up, we'll talk about bigotry within the liberty movement. I know that Dale's got some thoughts he wants to share. But first, we go to the phones, your calls, and your thoughts. Let's talk to Charlie in North Carolina. 
Charlie, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Good evening, sir. How you doing, sir? Hey, Charlie. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I was just going to say, uh, I didn't know. I was trying to get the word out. Um, we'll just say I'm a Marine from uh, Camp Lejeune, and uh, today I went to medical. Uh, they said, you know, you're deploying soon again. You're going to need to go to medical and uh, get your shots. Well, last time I deployed, you know, I told the doc they wanted to give me the H1N1. They wanted to give me anthrax. They wanted to give me the flu mist. They wanted to give me smallpox. They wanted to give us polio, like everything all in one. And I told them, you know, I don't feel that's right. I don't, I don't want to take the vaccine. And pretty much they were like, hey, you know, it's not up to you. <laughs> and, and you know, we're giving it to you anyways. And I said, no. And they reached for my hand, and I was like, get off of me. Whoa. And they're like, good, go get your staff and CO. Uh, we're going to get the officers, and you're going to take this. You have no choice. So I, pretty much I just put up a fight and was like, hey, I'm, I'm not taking it. I was like, I will deploy. You know, I'm a Marine. I want to go serve my country. But at the same time... I'm not going to take a vaccine that I feel, you know, my family raised me as we never really had to go to the doctor. We never got vaccines. We never got shots or or took any antibiotics or anything like that. So why, why should I start now if I'm completely healthy and it's not going to hurt anybody if I don't take the vaccine? So, Well, I guess the answer to that is, is that uh, when you signed the contract, you gave your body to the U.S. government and they've decided that they want to uh, do what they want to do with it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that that's right. that's how they see it. Right. So you were able to avoid taking the shot? Uh, so far. I mean, they, they gave me till Monday till pretty much it's like, hey, you're either taking the shot or you're getting uh, uh, NJP'd, court-martialed, or, or going down that line. What is an uh, NJP? As as, uh, non-judicial punishment. It's pretty much like uh, they restrict you to your barracks room uh, on base. You get, you know, half month's pay for however many days. Uh, after you finish your regular work, you'll do extra police and duties, which is like going and cleaning the general's office and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, so I mean, NJP or a court-martial, or what was the other? Uh, discharge from the uh, the military with uh, other than honorable or dishonorable. So what are you thinking you're going to do? Uh, I'm not sure. I just, I don't think that uh, that it's right that, I can see that if, if I didn't take the shot, that somebody else could get sick or it could hurt somebody else, that it would be a big deal. Chances are but, good smallpox isn't going to come back because you don't take the smallpox vaccine, you know? Right. No, and, and tell the me about same the, thing with anthrax, H1N1, all that, yes, you know? Yes. Tell me about the court-martial. What would that entail? Like, what violation, what would it be, what would the possible punishment be? Uh, disobeying a direct order is, uh, is what they'd probably hit me with. Mm-hmm. Now, Dale, you got discharged. Um, and what was it? Was it honorable or some other? I got honorable, but they tried to give me a less than honorable. Now, have you, what was your experience, um, as far as job searches and things like that? Cause this is what they'll scare you with when you're in the military is oh, that I you've got to get an honorable discharge. I'm not getting an honorable. I was told that it would destroy my future, that I would be, it would constantly be a dark cloud over my head if you I've have a less than honorable discharge. people that have uh, gotten less than honorable discharges and, you know, they've said, you know, life's fine. It, it, you know, I, 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 I'm very skeptical now about the horror stories that they told me then. But uh, at the time, I was terrified. I do remember that. I, I you know, I, I pretty much took what was being told to me at face value. I was pretty much just trying to play the game the way it had always been told that I was supposed to play the game. And, and uh, you know, now I would look back on it and I kind of, you know, it's kind of funny to me. But, but, you know, my priorities are different now. 
You know, I'm not. It, it, it's, I think it depends. You know, I did ultimately get a job at a at a defense contractor, which I could see it mattering more for yeah, that. Makes sense. And uh, I was nervous because I, I I was actually pretty nervous because they did ask to see my discharge papers, and on my discharge papers it has why I was discharged, which was over being uh, it says uh, bi- gay or, or homosexual or bisexual, something or other like that. And then, and then, Your uh, dog humper. and I'm like, I don't really want to, you know, I don't necessarily think that's an, that should be, should be an issue when I'm going to a job. I don't particularly want them. I didn't particularly want to come out to them, but it kind of forced me to. And that's, that was still awkward for me, even though I had an honorable discharge because people still want to see that piece of paper. I don't recall. Um, I haven't, but see, I haven't, I've been working for myself since then. So I don't know if I go to a new job, if they're still going to want to see my discharge papers from how long ago now, let's see, almost 20 years. So what uh, the court martial that you're talking about, Charlie? What would that end up being as far as the punishment is concerned? You say disobeying a direct order. What what could that entail? Uh, loss of rank, loss of pay, um, brig time. How much uh, brig time? That, that, it, really, it's it's. I mean, uh, the other gentleman said that he's been in the in the military, so he kind of knows. It's almost up to them. So it's, it's all like to- entirely they arbitrary. Like. They don't have like a prescription in the uh, in the actual military code that says if you do this, then this will be the punishment, or this could be the punishment. It's just you will just decide based on how we feel, essentially. Uh, pr- pretty much, that's how it goes. That's an incredibly um, authoritarian structure. About 30, you know? 30, 30 days is usually is usually like mm-hmm. you know you did something mediocre, so they give you thirty days in the brig, and then they start your discharge paperwork. So. It would seem to be a good way to get out of the military to me. I mean, uh, well, he didn't say that. I don't know if it's that. Right. Yeah, you said you wanted. I don't know if it's a good way. Uh, I mean, I have a feeling they will escalate the. the punishment until you give in or, or, you know, until they finally discharge you. Yeah. How long have you been in the Marines and why didn't you have to do this sooner? Uh, three years now. And, uh, the, but why I didn't have to do it sooner is because, uh, I had other buddies or whatever, like they just signed the roster or something happened and, Hmm. You know, they were just like, whatever, man, just just go ahead. Why and, did you join the military? Down to it. Uh, I joined, let's see, I joined when I was 19 and a half. And it was pretty much because I was working construction and I saw a commercial for the Marine Corps. And I'd always wanted to do it since I was younger. And it was that whole September 11th deal and, and all that. And... And now that I look back on it, it's like, you know, I want to serve my country and everything, but once I got in, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Really? Um, did you, did you find out it, that it, you were, in point of fact, serving the politicians instead of the country? That's it, pretty much what it boils down to. Um, it's just, it's totally dissatisfying, but this is the last straw with the, with the whole, you know... You're going to take this vaccine. They pushed it too far, or not, and we don't care. I don't blame you, man. Good for you for drawing a line, and I hope that you can. You know, if this is what you want to do, if this is the path you choose, I hope you can stick with it because obviously there's going to be a lot of pressure put on you. And uh, will you do us a favor and call back and let us know what happens? Yes, sir. Thanks. Good luck out there, man. And thank you for the story tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Mark, you actually have some vaccine-related news. We'll get to that here in a moment. But I think Mox is back. Had a bad sell or something before. Got disconnected. Uh, Mox in New York here on Free Talk Live with Ian, Dale, and Mark. Hi. Hey, Mox. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, Well, uh, yesterday, one of your callers brought up uh, Citizens United, and I believe... uh, Mark came out with just a quick, uh, that's, uh, it's scary or something. And, what is uh, it? I, uh, the effect of it was scary. Uh, the Citizens, Citizens United. United. Right, but what is Citizens United? I'm sorry. 
It is a court decision that uh, gave corporations the the freedom of speech, basically, ah, to okay. uh, put out ads uh, for political figures. Gotcha. And I do I do think that uh, it's a bit scary that how much corporations can uh, influence politicians, but the real scary part about that is the power that the politicians hold. And I think uh, revoking corporate uh, freedom of speech isn't the correct uh, course of action for what that. Is? Uh, no government. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I don't see how corporations can have freedom of speech. I, I find, you know, I'm, I'm all for more freedom. Um, in they don't my life. exist. But well, I don't, I don't. Hmm? Sorry, what? I don't see uh, corporations as anything uh, other than a group of people getting together and uh, and. I agree. Those so people—that's pe- what they should be. Donate, but that's not what they are. Let people donate <laughs> to campaines, then. Right, people. The right, corporations should. People should have freedom of speech, and they do supposedly do. Uh, corporations don't exist. It's just a, a legal fiction. It's a fantasy. And I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control. Bring up anything. It's free talk live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. We've got listening options, broadband, and dial-up versions of our streams. Around the clock, you can listen to the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24-7 over at Listen dot freetalklive.com plus you get the other listening options like the webcam the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen in that way uh, we've also got our satellite feed and in addition to that the wonderful radio stations that we have on the am and fm band across the country over 93 stations all available for you at listen.freetalklive.com learnliberty.org is a new site brought to you by the institute for humane studies we're featuring libertarian talks and lectures on a variety of topics. It's a great way to explore new avenues within the libertarian perspective. Excuse me. You can brush up on political, economic, and philosophical terms like public choice and confirmation bias. There are videos being added all the time, but you can go over there and see the, the several videos that they have available at this point, including Professor Chris Kone's uh, talks about the economics of Valentine's Day. If you really love someone, you won't take them out to eat tonight. Chapman Law Professor Tom Bell takes a humorous look at the rule of law using a Southern California strip mall. It's the lectures you wish that they taught you in school. It's learnliberty.org. It's learnliberty.org. All right, so 800-259-9231 is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. We'll talk about bigotry here in a moment, but Mark, you had an update on vaccines that you wanted to share because somebody called in earlier from the military they're apparently trying to force a bunch of vaccines on him. He's pretty uncomfortable about that. And a lot of people are uncomfortable with vaccines. 
Yeah, it's uh, Yahoo News from uh, Reuters here. The uh, Supreme Court ruled that federal law shields vaccine makers from product liability lawsuits in state court seeking damages for a child's injuries or death from a vaccine's side effects. The high court today on Tuesday ruled for Waith, which is a is now owned by Pfizer in a lawsuit. It's Wyeth, but whatever. Wyeth, fine. In a lawsuit brought by the parents of uh, Hannah Brusowitz, who suffered seizures as an infant after her third dose of uh, diphtheria, tetanus, and uh, petrusis uh, vaccine, that's the DTP vaccine in 1992, Pfizer and other vaccine makers had argued that the Supreme Court ruling for the plaintiffs could open the door to a flood of lawsuits, many by families who believe that vaccines cause autism and threaten the supply of childhood vaccines. So the suggestion here is essentially made vaccine manufacturers, these drug companies, the government. Because who else can't you sue for what they do? Good point. Yeah, the the government is generally very difficult to sue. Technically, you can sue government agencies, from what I understand, uh, but you can't sue the. You're lucky if you find a lawyer that'll do it for you. This is a good point because a lot of times they understand that they'll never work again. But yeah, they're basically saying that uh, it's the government backing up the corporations' claim that their products are so important that. It doesn't matter if uh, you know if they're actually doing damage. They're so important in the aggregate that they shouldn't allow to be uh, be allowed to be sued because they might be found to be negligible or uh, regular, rather negligent and uh, liable for those damages. Therefore, having to pay out uh, money to the people that are suing, therefore putting their company in a uh, well a rather tenuous position to where they may be at risk of uh, further lawsuits and essentially stop the distribution of these vaccines, which they again believe. Very firmly, the government people uh, push these vaccines, so they want to make sure that they can continue to push them on people. There's a there's some this this situation is complicated by the fact that there are several problems going on. One of them is that we do have a very litigious society where we don't have a loser pays system, mm. right? If you so, lose, can you explain you that? Lose, well, the the idea is that you can sue anyone with no repercussions. If you lose, you just Today, lost, yeah. you know you spent money, but you lost whatever. And if you have enough money, if you're usually this really favors the big powerful companies like vaccine companies, in that uh, well, uh, in that you could. You can sue someone. You have the money to sue someone, and often you can get what you want because it's so expensive to fight the lawsuit. It doesn't matter whether you're right or not in the big scheme of things. It's so expensive to fight the lawsuit that a lot of people just settle, and they get something out of suing someone just because they're too poor to defend themselves. And and so in a situation where if you sue someone, there are repercussions for losing – then that would resolve, I think, a lot of problems. There should be, they, and, and these, you know, they're worried about making vaccines more expensive. Without a doubt, vaccines have gotten more expensive. Uh, they've gotten to where just a few companies make them, and there's a lot less accountability. There's less market choice in mm-hmm. vaccines because some of them did get sued, and they got sued, and they got put out of business and stuff like that. But that's, you know. I but, think accountability is probably, to me, the biggest issue here yeah. is how good is a product going to be when the manufacturer of that product cannot be held accountable for errors in the manufacture of that product. I mean, this is something, this is goop that you shoot inside people. Yeah. And some people are harmed by that goop in small ways and large ways. I, you know, there's a good friend of mine, uh, you know, Free Stater moved up here. His, I think it was his uncle or his dad. I can't really remember the story off the top of my head, but he went and got a, a, sh- a vaccine shot at work, came home sick in the afternoon. He was dead by seven o'clock at night. Whoa. 
you know, and you can say, oh, it just happened. You know, there's there's the vaccine supporters out there. Every time we talk about vaccines, I get huge heat about it. It's always a case of like collective good is more important than individual. Never say anything bad about vaccines because they do more good than they do harm. You want to hurt children. That's exactly what they'll say. But but, you know, and what bugs me is that individuals are supposed to sacrifice themselves to this collective, to the collective good and an individual. But, you know, for any particular individual, it's. The choice may not be the best for them to do the vaccine. If your son dies as a result of taking a vaccine, you should be happy because (laughs) he gave his life for the advancement of mankind. That's right. That's what they tell soldiers, too. Hold his little blue, limp, lifeless body in your arms and thank well, not God. Thank the government that the the vaccine companies were protected from any liability for what happened. Because it wasn't the vaccine. Whatever he died from, it must be your fault it wasn't the vaccine. That's what these uh, vaccine proponents will say. Mm. Now, I personally have had experience with flu vaccines. I know they're not the same as childhood vaccines. I've had the experience that the both times that I've had a flu shot, I've been the sickest I've ever been in my life. The double coincidence, They've never Mark. kept me from getting sick. I mean, that's the thing. Is like... I, I stopped doing them. Whatever, I, yeah. You know, I, I stopped doing them. I'm not, I'm not going to go pay for them to just inject this stuff into me because they, they haven't stopped me from getting sick. And uh, I just don't, you know, and, 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 the whole, and, the, and the thing about these annual shots is they're, they're experimental every single time. You can't possibly vet them out. Like vaccines that have been given to people for many, many years, like the childhood vaccines yeah. that you talk about, you can't possibly vet these yearly. They're trying to put out a yearly vaccine because the flu virus changes every sure. year. So it's an experimental thing, and I'm not going to be the guinea pig. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be the guinea pig. I, I trust my immune system better than this experimental shot that they're coming up, that they're concocting differently every single year. Yeah, and you know, my experience with the, with vaccines, and I know that the flu vaccine isn't the same as childhood vaccines. I know they're different. My experience with vaccines is that they i have some kind of allergic reaction to them i don't know exactly what it is i know that jack is my son my wife tells me so it must be true and so therefore he sells some he shares some genetics with me Mm -hmm. and it seems to me that there's a possibility that he has a better than average chance of having some kind of allergic reaction to vaccines i haven't given my son any vaccines not gonna do it don't send me any pictures of kids with polio i know that that stuff only <laughs> only exists out the the, the the fourth or fifth world countries of the world you can bring up anything toll free at 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line how could the vaccine supporters support this though i mean even if they believe in vaccines it's how could for they your support good. It's, it's for everybody's own companies good. being immune from lawsuits free talk live Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. Toll free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com gets you there. And if you're a lady listener, you can get details on how to become part of the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, Dale, my co-host here, and me? 
this isn't just a cruise a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event's what you want to make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, a rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The slip, the ship leaves its slip in Bayonne, New Jersey in November, but you, the deadline is coming right up on March the 1st. You need to reserve your berth now. The prices are going up on berths. Dale, can you attest to this? I think, yeah, absolutely. Yep, the, the, the very cheapest rooms are gone. The yep. next one up is still pretty good price. It's a very good price. Yep. And so it's yeah, they're they're all great prices. They're cheaper than. Um, it's you know, a nicer room and yeah. it's got a uh, an ocean view. So indeed, it's a little, yeah. go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Reserve your berth today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. All right, so 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. You can take control of the airwaves. Coming up, we'll talk about bigotry within the liberty movement, uh, specifically some of the things that have been bubbling around on the Free State Project forums. We're all, of course, members and participants in the Free State Project. You can go to freestateproject.org to learn more about that. But first, we'll go to your phone calls about what you want. Robert is listening in Oregon. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. All right. You guys uh, mentioned the uh, corporation rights under the Constitution and all. Uh, I was wondering if you're familiar with the uh, legal case uh, called Santa Clara versus Southern Pacific Railroad. That was a three-judge case, which is also cases known as the day the corporation stole the 14th Amendment. These three judges arbitrarily, without debate or anything, just bestowed person rights upon corporations. Since then, corporations gained First Amendment, Second, Fourth Amendment rights, and uh, there is a excellent resolution against the uh, corporations that is available. I can give you the website to that. But in addition, the it's a resolution Supreme- against corporations. Corporate rights, yes. Oh, okay, against corporate rights. Yeah, I think the whole idea that they're you know they corporation it's, can. Hey, have- listen. The word corporation does not appear in the Constitution. It sure doesn't. Corporation, corporations are fictitious persons historically created by the states. You are correct. For, for the, to serve the public and to do no wrong. The Supreme Court has ruled that money is a form of speech. And corporations sure speak loudly to Congress with all of their money. That's the way it's been going. Corporations have more rights than we, the people. Now, this well, corporations—I uh, don't know if they were if they were created for uh, to serve the public, but they certainly were created to serve business owners and rich uh, businessmen to protect their assets and protect their interests from being uh, sued and collected by people who had been harmed by them. So that's corporations are basically, as I understand it, created as a as a veil of protection for these, you know, the uh, the, the fat cats. Well, that, the number one that, reason that, people do that, them is to avoid liability. For their for what ha- for what happens for the okay. harm that people okay well, that is called the corporate veil and is part of corporate law but the Nuremberg tr- principles during the trials for the first time in history pierced the corporate veil where countries and dictators could no longer hide behind the corporate veil and plunder and pillage. 
And that's just basically, you know, you can get deeper into it. But if you'd like to look at this resolution against corporate rights, the Constitution, go to mcli.org. That's Micklejohn Civil Liberties Institute. I'd like to and just have can- a resolution against corporations uh, in general and abolish the entire concept because I think that they're not used for uh, generally. They're not. Uh, they're not very helpful to us. I think that business owners should be liable for their actions. And I don't think we ever said that there was anything constitutional about corporations, uh, nor that no, they should have no. rights. No, the, and the word, as I said, the word does not appear in the Constitution. Right. This was it was ripped. It was ripped off. Our, our the Fourteenth Amendment was given to the the corporation. The, Southern Pacific Railroad. This, and that's the case. Uh, Robert, Senate- thank you so much for your call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I say get rid of the, the idea of corporations. I'm not, in, I'm not in favor of corporations protecting people from liability, but I am in favor of business. I think it's important to clarify that there is a difference between the two. Corporations... Business is what you have to do to live. Right. But corporations protect people from responsibility for their actions. Yeah. And they wouldn't exist in a society that was free because people need to be responsible for their actions. And the idea that the government provides you with a quick and easy way to hide from the responsibility of your actions is absolutely ludicrous. I mean, what kind of nonsense is it that you pay $140 a year or whatever it is for incorporation to the state, and then suddenly you're not responsible for your actions anymore? If you file as a sole proprietor, you're responsible for everything. Mm -hmm. If you file as an S-corporation, you're not. What kind of nonsense is that? That is a freaking protection payoff. Well, think of who is the least accountable for their actions and look at the kind of service we get for it. Look what happens. We have government, which is almost completely unaccountable, except for this this like system of politics, which is just a hamster wheel. You hop on it, and they say, here, this, you, know, you never get anything actually solved or resolved through that process. And then look at corporations are basically just emerging with government. They're merging with government. There's hardly there's hardly any separation anymore. Well, they're, they never, and they have, they're, they're not was. accountable now. So well, the, I see what you're saying in that it's they're they're partnering more and more overtly with government. Yes. But there never was a separation because corporations are creations of yes. the government. In fact, corporations it's almost an extension. It's just an extension of government. Yeah, corporations are. Uh, yeah, it is an extension because in order to get the corporation or the corporate veil, as the gentleman described it, they have to agree to be obedient. They have to agree to essentially be the government's bitch uh, and do as uh, as they are told, basically. Well, I, I'd have to ch- – you know, I don't have the information sitting right here in front of me, but it seems like about 150 years ago I, I read that uh, you know, there were five corporations in the state of New York, One of and they were all created for the public good, as the caller had previously like said. Like making roads and things like that. Yeah, like digging – Digging the canal, one of them was, and that kind of thing. And Those are basically government corporations, essentially. Well, they were right? government-granted corporations. Yeah. They were for organizations that were doing, you know, the public good, as it were, and they were, you know, had these uh, enjoyed these protections. And then those protections, you know, the, the business owners, as uh, as uh, Polish people were dying and digging their uh, their their trench there, they realized, well, this is pretty nice. We don't have to worry about liability in any way, shape, or form. We should get this expanded out mm. to our next project. Well, yep. you know, that next one's a railroad. Yeah, yeah, we're going to own it and everything, but it, it's for the public good. And then the next thing you know, the next thing you know, and pretty soon you've got corporations everywhere. Well, a lot of the people that would critique, uh, say, the corporations in this world, uh, like, you know, might might consider them on the left. Frequently you'll hear the critique coming from people that would maybe describe themselves as being on the left. I think they're right in a lot of their critiques, no doubt. But they ignore the most egregious offender, the most violent 
of corporations. In fact, the violent corporation, which is essentially uh, the government. I mean, the government is a corporation as well. It is a fantasy. It is a legal fiction. I think it's a little bit backwards. I mean, the government is the problem, and corporations are an extension of it. So Correct. when so when left people on the left are pointing out the problem with corporations, I'm like, absolutely, I, you're right. But realize why. Then <laughs> it's their connection to government and special privileges they get from government. Right, but they think that the government can solve the corporate problem by rearranging Which is the deck chairs. Completely bass backwards. Yeah. Right. right. It's like it's like trying to wrestle the gun out of uh, some other person's hand and use it on them. Just let's just stop using guns, okay? So uh, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming up, bigotry. We'll talk about that, and we'll take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind at 1-800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want by calling in to 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features there, and we give them to you. So enjoy them on us, freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Just start your shopping experience at shop.freetalklive.com. We've got a couple different options. The main one is Amazon, uh, which is an incredible website with all kinds of categories and lots of items, whatever it is you're looking for. There's a good chance Amazon sells it. But make sure you start your shopping experience at Amazon through our affiliate links, which you will find. And there are international links there, too, not just for U.S. Uh, listeners. But you can go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll also find some Newegg links that will allow you to buy over at Newegg. And the, if you buy through Amazon, Free Talk Live benefits. If you buy through Newegg, then the money uh, that we would normally get for Free Talk Live, we actually give to the CD Evolution Fund. So if you're looking to make, you know, make a purchase of computer parts, which is what you normally get at Newegg, uh, you should do that. And that will benefit the CD Evolution Fund. Anything else you need, go through Amazon and Free Talk Live gets a cut of the sale. You can start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without lawyers who have to know what it takes to win. It will show you how to move the court, how to get evidence, how to change venues, how to uh, you know ask for a continuance. Everything you need to know is contained in the four-CD course. The average eighth grader could go through the course in a single weekend. It for, works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer. And it works in every state of the union, countries around the world, anything, anybody with the, the English common law uh, system. It's jurisdictionary.com. I have the course. I have been reviewing it. I've got a situation where I've got to go to court for a speeding ticket here. It's not just for tickets. It's for all situations. Jurisdictionary.com. All right. So 1-800-259-9231. We continue with your phone calls. David in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Um, hi. I was just going to say something quick about corporations. Sure. To me, corporations are just like money machines. That's what it reminds me of. It's what do you, not why really, do you say that? 
because um, they are the purpose of them is to make money and a machine that's not true has no conscience that, that's not true the purpose of a works. corporation is to to protect business owners a corporation is nothing more than a legal fiction the business owners are interested in making money they're running a business the only way you make money in a business or the the right way unless you're getting government contracts is to actually satisfy your customers with but a good product or david said was david said was uh, that they have no conscience and although corporations obviously have no conscience the result is is that the people that work for them end up not having a conscience because they're not responsible for their actions well not the only that way. but corporate um Shareholders can sue a board for making decisions that are not in the best interest of the company exactly. making money. Like exactly. if the company, if the company has, if the company's not allowed to have goals that supersede the money making goal. They're, they're exactly. not allowed to. If it's a corporation, the number one thing, the number one responsibility to shareholders is to make money, and they can actually sue if they don't do that. If they act right. out so of if, that. If, so if it has, if if someone has a good conscience and doesn't want to dump all the sewage in the in the river, and and that's and and they don't want to do that, but but and that will cost, you know. Then then um, they can be you. They can you know. I got you, you David. Know, stuff like that. Thanks for know? the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Bill in o- uh, Oklahoma. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello, um, Mark. Uh, I will concede that the free market can do it better if you can concede that an S corporation is not necessarily a bad thing. Take into account many scandals that have gone on. Uh, throughout uh, say the last decade or so, uh, you know, starting with the Enron fiasco and uh, you know WorldCom and all those, uh, would it be fair for uh, the secretary who had nothing to do with the mismanagement of funds to be held accountable for the mistakes and sins of the CEO? Well, obviously, you would hold. Uh, hopefully, you would hold the person responsible that made the decision, rather than some person who is extraneously uh, involved. I mean, you know, that makes perfectly good sense to me. I'm also not trying to say that one shouldn't incorporate if one has a business. In the same way, I would. I can speak out against war, but I wouldn't suggest that you walk out into one without a bulletproof vest on. Right. Well, it just it, it came across. Uh, Plus, uh, I guess the way that that I was hearing it, it kind of sounded like you were kind of anti-corporation, um, when in fact there are some good points to having a corporation, but like I oh, said... Oh, there I definitely are. We live in a very litigious society, and our, and our court system's all screwed up. So it's hard to blame someone for forming a corporation at the same time. I mean, the, the whole thing is a huge mess. Right. It's, it's like a huge gov- mess everything government, government touch turns into that kind of mess. <laughs> well, I agree. Ideally, uh, the corporation should be gotten rid of, however. Just because there are good reasons to have a corporation in today's world with the government, in a future world where we don't have this violent monopoly out there uh, offering this protection service. Or they should change. I mean, they shouldn't give you, they shouldn't make you not responsible for bad choices is what should happen. There's nothing wrong with the idea of having an entity that, that's owned by multiple people, like a lot of different people owning a piece of it. I know a lot of social, uh, sort of social, um, Social anarchists want people to want workers to own the, the company that they're working for. Well, great, you can do that, that with a contract. That should be something that's possible to do. You can do that with a contract yeah. between humans. I mean, you don't need to have this corporation concept in order to have a- absolutely. Ownership. It shouldn't be a special thing created by government. The whole the concept of it uh, is not a bad idea. But it, yeah, again, but you're right. It shouldn't shield people from the responsibility of their actions. Bill, anything else you want to share? No, that's it. Thank Thanks you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Adam in California. Adam, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. 
Hey, uh, Democrats are haters. What do you mean by that? They're player haters. They're jealous of people that have more than they have. Have you ever felt that way? Have I ever felt jealous or have I ever felt that Democrats are haters? That Democrats are haters. The Democrats and Republicans are both haters in different ways. Yeah, I yeah. would agree with and that. And only mildly different ways over the years. They're getting more and more alike every year. Have you noticed that? That like the things that used to be used to define Democrats and define Republicans are less and less in dispute anymore. They're more and more like in agreement on these things. And and the more and more that's just di- it's more just rhetoric that changes more than anything over the years cuz you'll find like look at the difference between uh, Bush and Obama hardly any difference at all other than just sort of an image and some rhetoric you know we're still in well, Iraq yeah. you know we're still <laughs> you know uh, Bush Bush was a Bush was a big spender but, yeah. on Medicare and massive massively increased the size of Medicare and stuff and you know so he was acting very socialist in a number of ways. I think but Obama's lo- acting very fascist in a number of ways. There's there's very little difference between them anymore over the years. I think a lot of people are jealous of the success of others, whether they would call themselves a Democrat or a Republican or whether they're not even registered to vote. I think a lot of people are envious towards uh, the other uh, other people and the amount of wealth that they've been able to create for themselves. Yeah, of course, at the top, they're all the same Democrats and Republicans, but... Uh... I'm just talking about the so-called citizens that are just voters, you know, the Democrats with their framed glasses and work on their... I tend to agree. Um, I, I, I do tend to agree that you'll find that, um, you know, even when, you know, I've had this experience. I've talked to some Democrats that I felt, felt were, you know, some lefty types that I've, I've, I've really managed to dive to the core with, of the, the issue with these people over a course of months in talking to them. And then finally they come out with it. But, you know, it just wouldn't, it doesn't make me feel bad when rich people have bad things happen to them. You know, yep. I, I mean, I've heard these words come out of people's mouths. So uh, how well, about the Republican haters they, that hate no, yeah, uh, people for no color the color it. of their skin, you know? He's talking <laughs> well, about this, a specific type of hater, right. though. Yeah, I, I understand what he's talking about, too. But there's also another class of Democrat, which is like the wealthy Democrat that feels guilty because they're wealthy. Mm, yeah. and, <laughs> and, and, and doing, you know, going to these fun, going to fundraisers and giving what is, a, what is actually a pittance of amount of money to them, but, you know, makes them feel better for, you know, causes that are appealing to Democrats. Those sorts of things are also there's there's that class as well. There's actually a lot of, uh, you know, or upper upper middle class, uh, upper upper middle class kids in college who are Democrat because you know and, and, and you know all the things that they were raised with and the and the and the lives that they have and all they feel guilty about it and they they see people suffering in third world countries and and this makes them feel better. They're not really doing the things that would fix those problems in the third world countries because that's big. You know, that's big stuff that needs to happen, and there's a few people that are tuned into that, like what it would take to, to deal with that. But, uh, but what they are doing is just sort of like alleviating the guilt in a very superficial Indeed. manner. Adam, thanks for the call and the thoughts. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, hour number three is coming up. Your chance to get on whatever you want here, 800-259-9231. Also, still going to talk about bigotry here in a moment. But I want to make sure uh, that you know about the por- Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's coming up June 20th through the 26th at the beautiful Rogers Campground in the White Mountains of New Hampshire, northern part of the state. We're going to be there broadcasting live. Hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people will also be in attendance as they've been the last several years that I've been going. It's been a lot of fun. There's a lot that goes on, everything from live performers to family fun to agorism in action. Porkfest has something for everyone who loves freedom. So go and get registered now over at porkfest.com. 
Early bird registration is just $25, but if you use our discount code, which is FREETALKLIVE, and that's run together as all one word, so don't use spaces, uh, use the code FREETALKLIVE to save 20% on your early bird registration at PORKFEST.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com, and we will see you there. Hour number three, right around the corner. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at FreedomCam.net. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. We are launching into the third hour of the program. And as usual, you can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. In fact, you can create the content on the site. Whatever it is that you find online you want to share with our other listeners, you submit it as show prep to the freetalklive.com site. It pops up in the upcoming stories queue, and then that's when other people can begin voting on whether or not they like your suggestion. You get to vote on things, too, and the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the website. Go to freetalklive.com to uh, get interactive. That's freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your phone calls about what you want, coming up, we'll talk about bigotry, but first, Nick is on the line in Illinois. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Dale, and Mark. Hello. Hey, Nick. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, when you said pertussis, Mark, I think you meant pertussis, which is whooping cough. Okay. Just, yeah. After the last time I called, Ty from Tennessee requested intellectual ammunition against pro-union arguments. Okay. I think that arguing for or against unions getting credit for any particular advancement in workers' rights is a bit of a red herring, because what's often ignored is the role that the government played and continues to play in oppressing those rights to begin with. I remember learning, even in government high school, that... Back in the Industrial Revolution era, many perfectly legitimate union activities were illegal. For example, the Great Railroad Strike of 1877 was put down by federal troops literally sticking their guns in the faces of the workers and telling them to get back to work. Mm. Oh, yeah. On the topic, yeah. Uh, did you have something to say? I'm sorry. I should, just only to agree with you. Okay. On the topic of state licensure, this is a perfect example of the invisible strangling hand of the government that I mentioned in my last call. There's a great unfulfilled need in the marketplace for vetting products, not only for safety, but to make sure they do what they claim. But that need goes largely unnoticed by consumers because they think the government regulation is protecting them. But government regulation is effectively crowding out the kind of private product approval processes that might otherwise exist, because Mm. just as with the post office and public schools, we have to pay for the government version already anyway, so there's not really enough money left over for a better private version. Because the government's version is more expensive, because there's no competition in between different providers as well. Yeah. What I think would happen in a truly free market is that people would pay more attention to approval labels on packages, and more importantly, I think that companies would have more incentive to seek out those seals of approval because without the government limiting their liability, they would have to contract with some other entity to share liability costs. I think that so-called corporations would still exist even in a free marketplace, but they would be limited liability only in the sense that they are sharing the cost of restitution with another entity. The problem with our current corporation structure is that the entity with which corporations contract to protect themselves from liability is the government. 
which has the power to ignore your claims of restitution. So you're saying that a corporation in uh, that, that a business in a world where there was uh, you know all where freedom uh, reigned would in fact have insurance. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, like I don't think there's any reason to use the term corporation, corporation right. yeah. when you're talking about a business with insurance because I, as a sole proprietor, if that's what I were, could uh, you know buy insurance also, thus limiting my liability. I think Nick always has very thoughtful calls, oh, yes. and I really appreciate hearing from you. Nick, when are you moving to uh, New Hampshire? Is part, or are you moving to New Hampshire? Because we sure could use a good thinker up here. Oh, thanks. I'm flattered, but um, I actually like it just fine here. I mean, like it in Illinois. Are you okay? <laughs> well, Seriously, I, I'm I'm willing to tolerate a lot. Let me put it that is way. It the, is it the free rent? <laughs> Do you like Il- really? Illinois is one of those places I keep hearing more and more statist uh, police state type stories coming out of. Me it's too. More and more, and, and uh, you know, up there with California and Massachusetts, increasing the income tax. Uh, Don't as accidentally well. film a cop, for God's sake, Nick. What, yeah, what? Um, what is it? A great job or a you know girlfriend or something like that? I mean, what is it that's because I mean, it's not like the weather's any better in Illinois, right? I mean, what what is it about Illinois that's so attractive? Well, to you? The weather here, actually, but um, uh, it's well, it's where my family is ah, and okay. friends are, and you know, uh, the, I read an article recently that. Success is not the key to happiness. It's having good friends and, and people you love around you. And with that, I, I would agree with. You can take on anything. It's I important. agree with you. And, and it's, you know, for me, it was an improvement coming to New Hampshire because I had this foundation. It's not necessarily that for everybody and maybe not for you. But for me, it was such, such an improvement because coming here, just for the basic elements of happiness, you know, good friends uh, and things like that, is that, that because we had this shared foundation of principles. There's so much more you can you can get along really well with people when there's that basic shared foundation of you know, and and that's what I got here that that I didn't get as much elsewhere. You so, know, I think I think that that's largely true, Nick. That that friends and the people that support you are are a basis for happiness. But I also think that there's a certain type of person that won't allow themselves to uh, sort of you know they won't allow second best from themselves they won't allow themselves to act in sort of an, an immoral fashion, um, you know, and that's what I felt. For me, as far as the Free State Project went, I didn't feel like I was doing the best I could do for liberty. That's why I chose the Free State Project, because, well, you know, I I couldn't do anything for liberty by being off in Sarasota, Florida, where the sun's, you know, bright and shiny and the the birds chirp all year round. Just curious, Mark, have you made any friends up here in New Hampshire in the last four years? Well, it's been uh, four years. It'd be really difficult not to, right? Hey, Nick, thanks for the call. If you're happy where you are, that's great. Stay there. Um, But Yeah, I'm not trying to scold anybody. No, no, no. You're just giving your story, your experience. Um, But for me, I wouldn't want to be with my friends if we were all in a gulag. I mean, it would be nice to have them there if in the gulag, but I'd rather be somewhere else with friends. Do you know what I mean? I'd rather be somewhere more pleasant with friends. Yeah. You know, I had friends in prison. I didn't stay with them. <laughs> uh, it, you know, well, it's a ludicrous thing to say, right? Like, I had friends. I was in prison for nine years. Yeah. I had friends at that prison, and on the day I was allowed to leave, I left. I did not attempt to stay. I'm going to miss you guys, but bye. Goodbye. <laughs> and the idea, you know, like, and I hate to poke fun at people that can't move for whatever reason. That's not what I'm trying to do. If you've got a family or whatever, you know, that, that reason's good enough for me. But this is just uh, what the argumentum, no, reductum ad absurdum, where you, you reduce the argument to the most uh, ludicrous uh, angle and then take a look at it. I'm sorry. States like New York, Illinois, California are in some ways being reduced to 
these uh, police states, you know, places that are extraordinarily unpleasant to live. And they're moving closer to prison and farther from freedom. Mm -hmm. So at what point do you say goodbye, prison? Goodbye, inmates. You know, love (laughs) you. You can come with me if you want. Right. If you're my family and my friends, then maybe you would be persuaded to come with me. But maybe staying where you are is more comfortable and, you know, whatever. If that's most comfortable for you and that's the way you like your life, by all means, enjoy it as the monolithic state continues to be built around you. I hope that you're able to stay happy in those circumstances. For me, I wouldn't be able to handle it. I wonder if Nick has – I wonder. well, I mean, this is totally speculative. I honestly don't know. But I wonder if Nick has asked the against me question to his friends – and said, you know, like find out find out who is really your friend. What's the question? Like it, like uh, if like let's if you mention, for Stephon instance, Mullins. if you, if you find out that they are that they support some form of statism, whatever it is, paying taxes, locking the people military. up for drugs, for, for harmless activities, mm-hmm. things like military, things like that. Ask them, you know, would you choose that over me? Would you choose like if I say I'm not going to pay my taxes because it's going to go support uh, things that I morally object to? Like uh, and like killing brown people in other countries and trying to kick people out of this country who haven't harmed anyone and locking people up who haven't harmed anyone, et cetera, and so forth. If I decide I'm not going to pay my taxes to support these things that I morally object to, do you support the gun coming out against me and putting me in prison or threatening me with, with violence if I don't comply? And then find out, like, who do, who do you prefer, the state or me? Have you asked that? Because you, cause if you say, oh, I have all these friends here... I would I, make sure you've asked that question because you might find out who your friends really are. Mm, indeed, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to Michael in Texas. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. You got me. Yeah. Hello? Sure. Go for it with your thoughts. Okay. Um, I was just wondering uh, what your opinion is on the the nine eleven thing that happened with the planes. Do you think they took them over by K band or whatever that band was with the automatic pilot? I don't know anything about that. Uh, My opinion is I don't have one as far as what the real story is. I don't believe the government story, and I don't believe the conspiracy stories either. Yeah, I I thought K-Band was like a satellite channel. No, it's KU-Band. KU-Band. There's L-Band on satellite, too, and C-Band. Yeah, or UK or UK-Band. I don't know. I've never heard anything about that. Why? I was just wondering... um yeah, I try not to think about those things. I mean, I think about advancing liberty in my lifetime and how we can get from here to a totally uh, voluntary society. I think about advocating the ideas of liberty and spreading them and outreaching to people and, and getting out in the streets and you know doing activism and encouraging people to get together who believe in this uh, same ideas of, uh, of liberty. And I don't really focus on uh, what really happened and events gone past. Thank you for the call. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll free and take control of the airwaves at 800 259 9231. The SACL CAI toll free line 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and we give you the features on the site free. So enjoy those on us. 
Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. And Dale, you can join him on a couple of his different websites. He's got two of them that are fairly active these days. Uh, one of them, his cartoon site, anarchyinyourhead.com, which has picked up in the uh, last couple of weeks with uh, a flurry of new cartoons because you've changed your distribution model. I'm, I'm taking contributions that will speed along uh, the output of cartoons, mainly because people were complaining that I wasn't putting them out very much and I couldn't take the time. It's very time consuming. Yeah. And so, but people and surprised me and people made donations. And so I had to crank out some cartoons, but you that's did. fine. That's fine. I liked being surprised in that way. He's usually, you're like, yeah, well, put your money where your mouth is. And they did. They did. I know. They kind of <laughs> t- caught me off guard there. I kind of expected to be able to just slack off again. <laughs> it's like, they're not going to give me money to do this. And, so and you can go did. and see Dale's cartoons over at anarchyinyourhead.com. I think you just released a fresh one with Angry Josh, a uh, longtime character on the cartoon. Yep. Uh, just that was your most recent one, right? Yes. Okay. So you can go to anarchyinyourhead.com and see that. Also, Dale hosts his own radio program on Sundays uh, called Prometheus Unchained. Unchained. And uh, you can go to prometheusunchained.net or flamingfreedom.com. Flamingfreedom.com. Grab the archives there and get details on how to listen live. Our number here, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Speaking of archives, we've got a lot of them on our website at freetalklive.com. In fact, going back all the way to late 2006, all of them are free. Thanks to HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You can create your very own website. They've got free site builder tools there. They've got more than 4,500 templates. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, they'll offer you the very best service, a 99.9% uptime guarantee, a 45-day money-back guarantee, 24-7 technical support. They even give you $100 in Google AdWords credit. Just go to hostgator.freetalklive.com. That's the portal we've created. And if you go through that portal, you'll get your first month completely free. It's hostgator.freetalklive.com. All right. 800-259-9231. We continue here. We'll talk about bigotry hopefully in just a moment. Also, your chance to win a two-pack of the Totosack still to come here tonight, so stay tuned for that and the special contest line. But Rick is with us in Arizona. First, Rick, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Dale, and Mark. Hello, Rick. Rick in Arizona. Going once. Uh, maybe Nick. Do you mean oh, Nick? Nick in Arizona. Hello there. Hey, that's me. How's it going? Hey, hey is uh, it, it's Nick from copblock.org, right? Yep, that's me. All right, Nick, what's on your mind tonight? <laughs> well, I wanted to know if any of you guys had ever heard of a, a statist argument against the free market where they call it the myth of the free market. And they claim that no matter what, no matter any argument you can come up with, the government has to be there for it to work. Like, you know, they claim that, oh, you have a free market and you're going to trade your things, but how are you going to get there? you got to take the roads, and the government built the roads. And What are you going to do with the free market? You're going to use money that's backed by the government. Every single thing you can think of, they throw back at you that the government is there. Have you guys ever run into that? Certainly. It's the group of people that, uh, that really firmly believes that there are certain services and products that cannot be provided by the marketplace that must be provided by uh, in a, sor- a sort of a socialized means. Sure. Um, when, when you run into someone like that, I, I'm about ready to just give up on it because no matter, no matter how many obvious uh, – examples of a true free market i give them you know i go all the way down the list like you know prisoners using cigarettes in prison you know that's a free market and there's definitely no government uh overseer or uh, 
you know, gov- no government permission for that. I wouldn't say or, that's a free market. About, uh, okay. I mean, Mark, you've been in prison. Nope. That would be a restricted marketplace. Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. people working. Well, it definitely just, is restricted, but. The, well, the, well, it seems like the most gaping flaw in this whole notion is that just the whole th- the idea that just because the government's doing it now, the government has monopolized a number of things, you know. You, so obviously, yeah, I mean, they're not letting anyone else do it, and so by default, it appears that that's the only way it can be done. They're using violence to prevent anyone else from doing it. That's true with money. It's true with the roads. It's true with a lot of things. More and more, uh, education is getting increasingly that way. It, yeah, it, it appears as though this is uh, um, this is a book. It's called "The Myth of the Free Market: The Role of the State and Capital ca- um, Capitalist in the in a Capitalist Economy" um, by Mark A. Martinez. And Martinez. Yeah, yeah, you can get it at uh, Amazon.freetalklive.com if you want to hear their uh, their socialist tripe and uh, Keynesian economics. But you know, I, I think that the best way to approach this is I've got this kind of soft sell direction that I. Think think is really the best for folks like this look i'm not for or against government if you you know we can i'm i'm for people being provided goods and services i'm all for that stuff the only thing i'm against are monopolies and people using violence to get what they want threats violence and coercion to get what they want are you for those things well yes mark because sometimes some people won't go along with the program well, if if those are you are you talking about people that won't go along the program that use threats, violence, and uh, coercion to get what they want? Or are you talking about people that are living peacefully that you have to go out and like extort money from them or something? Right. Well, you know, if you want these services to be provided, then they have to be provided to everybody, and that means everybody needs to pay. Well, I don't see why you have to provide services to everybody if everybody doesn't want to pay. So, what are you going to do? Try to keep them off your roads? Well, I, do you keep people off your lawn? Do you keep people off the sidewalk? Well, Are you I, saying that people shouldn't be able to walk from one point to another? You don't keep people off the sidewalk because you force everyone to pay for it. Well, right. That's what I'm saying you have to force everybody to pay for it if you want to have a system in which people can live. You don't have to have that if people don't need to, you know, people don't necessarily need to use these items. And many businesses offer sidewalks in front of their business in order to entice people to come in. Oh, so you want the sidewalks to be run by corporations now. I don't believe in corporations. Corporations are tools of the government. So you want greedy businessmen to run sidewalks. No, How's that going to work? I don't want greedy businessmen to run the government, which is what they do today, which is what sure, you're advocating. Sure, but we can change that. We'll just elect some of our you know, country How's that going? People. It's been a hundred years of the new society. How's it going? We're working on it, Mark. Yeah, failing at every turn. I'm out of ideas. <laughs> trying to play the statist here. It's tough. You know, yeah, we don't have a statist. Funny. All right, Nick, anything I, else you want to share? I started off... I, well, I started off talking to this guy, and I was using uh, Molyneux's uh, against me argument, and I got him to admit that he doesn't think it's a good idea to use force. Uh, it's good to, to start. To, but it's just like, that's it. He just like hits his head up against a concrete wall. So, Well, that's well, okay. You know All you, know you got to do is show him the gun. If you, if you show him, here's the thing. The the idea is that there's certain things that can't be done unless the government does them. And the thing is, all those things that the government's doing, it's doing it horribly. And, and if you can just point out to him that the reason why it's doing it horribly is because it's a snake oil. It's, it's being sold as a snake oil solution. They're being, you know, the idea is that this is the way it has to be done in order Dale, to Dale, make a note. Problems. We're going to come back to that point here in just a moment. Nick, if you want to hang on and continue the discussion, we can do that too. But I want to make sure we give away this two-pack of the Tota Sack okay. here. Uh, we've all used it. We all have uh, our own Tota Sack to bring the groceries back in from the car. I love it. Uh, you can go to totasack.us to get your own. Order a family pack. 
Uh, I think that's is it six that come in a tote? Yeah, six in a family pack. pack. I think it's sixteen bucks. Sixteen. Yeah, it's good. It's cheap. I mean, it's great. Great product. A very affordable. Totasack.us. But you win a two pack if you call in right now at six zero three four three five eleven zero five. That's six zero three four three five eleven zero five. A two pack of the Totasack is yours. Call in now, 603-435-1105. More about uh, the so-called myth of the free market here in a few moments. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. Just uh, dial 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. We bring you features on our website for free because, well, that's the way I think a talk show website should be, and it you know, makes us a little more competitive to the other guys who want to charge you for their sites. You can go and enjoy the webcam over at cam.freetalklive.com, which allows you to listen and watch and chat at the same time because the chat room is built into the same page. Go to cam.freetalklive.com and enjoy and know that it's brought to you by Memory Dealers. Oh, hold on, Mark. Sorry, you were talking before the show. Go ahead. (laughs) MemoryDealers.com. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. These uh, these transceivers are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off of list price. They're your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They have great prices and service on used networking equipment, such as Cisco routers and switches. In stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right, so uh, we continue here. 800-259-9231 is the number, and uh, we bring back Nick. I think he's still with us. Uh, Nick in Arizona, are you there? Uh, Yeah, I just wanted to bring up uh, one more thing. Uh, Kind of tie it back to what you guys were talking about earlier with licensing and certification. Uh, This one person that I'm having this conversation with is, uh, well, he identifies himself as a, uh, as a lefty, you know, he's anti-war surprise. And I've always said, I've always said that, uh, I've, <laughs> I've had more luck talking to, uh, lefty people than righty people, because it's easier to talk to uh, a lefty person about free markets than it is to talk to a social, social conservative about I uh, letting you. me live my life. I agree I with you completely. <laughs> right. You know, because a lefty will generally um, eschew violence. They'll say, oh, no, we wouldn't use violence against somebody who hadn't used it first. We would never do that. And then all you have to do is show them that, uh, in fact, the government is an institution of mon- a monopoly privilege on the use of violence. I, I still and that makes that. it simple. Yeah, I still feel that the left, a lot of people on the left, are, are they really are libertarians at heart. They just don't get it. They don't, like you said, they don't get the connection. They don't see the gun in the room. They don't realize that they're using violence to achieve their goals. They don't really want to do that, but they don't really see it. It's nice and, it's nice and um, separated from them. And if you show it to them, they, they get it. And I think they really are liberty lovers at heart more so than, than right. If you look at a lot of the people on the right, if you, especially go really right wing, they are authoritarian at heart. I mean, they, these are the, you know, when you, you, when you talk about a hardcore patriot, these are people that are like ready to use violence to impose the goodness and wonderfulness that is America on uh, everyone. You know, not just in the other countries, but here, 
You know, they're the, they're the ones that are all for the police state to get the immigrants, to uh, crack down on the drug users, uh, to keep the gay people from getting married. I mean, they're very authoritarian at heart. You know what you're saying there reminds me of something I wanted to, to point out in this whole conversation about you know, what you originally pointed out, uh, Nick, was that there's this objection uh, for, that you're getting from people on the left, uh, essentially, to where they don't really understand that, like, you could show them the gun in the room and you said your friend agreed that he didn't want to use force on people but then it just you hit the brick wall because he doesn't have the vision for what a society in which there is no violent monopoly that we know of as government today in which that doesn't exist it can be very hard to try to envision a world without something that you've been used to experiencing throughout your entire life so when you're talking about how you believe a lot of lefties are maybe libertarians at heart that's probably true in that they eschew the violence but they don't know how else to do it they look at this right. issue of the roads and they say to themselves but but what it's about always the, been that way. They don't know how to think of it any or, differently. Or what about the you know the free riders? Or what about the old guy down the street that doesn't want to cooperate? Or you know, there's all kinds of objections that come forth. That the easy answer is to say, well, let's just twist his arm. Let's just you know make him uh, go along with this. We know it's the right thing to do. You know, to do this. So let's just force people to go along with it. And it can be very difficult to get over that hump and to try to visualize what things could be like in the free marketplace, providing with these uh, free market Mo- uh, services. Most of the most of the horror stories that they're afraid of happening if the government doesn't do something. They're happening in spades right now. Right. But, but there, I guess there's somehow this notion that they'll be worse or something. Like like if we don't make people get driver's licenses, that there'll be more accidents. There's a, <laughs> more accidents on the road. Like, dude, there's a, there's a lot of accidents right now. There are a lot of accidents. There's, there's all these things that the state's running that it's not doing a good job on. I don't know why they're so convinced that it's gonna, that it, that it has to be worse if there's a free market system it's with fear. more accountability. It's fear. It's a lack it's of vision. It's just fear of change and difference yeah. than what they've been, you know, they've seen their whole lives. I've, you know, I've been through it when I was trying to figure out how the, the marketplace could provide protection services, like police, for instance. I mean, that was a tough one for me to really wrap my mind around. I mean, The Market for Liberty is a great book that really helped me out, but I had to read the relevant chapters more than once before I could really start to uh, to you know to absorb it. It's not easy. And I'm, I'm trying to get him to uh, read Mary Ruart's Healing Our World. Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. a great I choice. Think, I think that would probably be a really good uh, read for this guy. And uh, just one last thing, and I'll get out of you guys' hair. Uh, he seems to have this. Uh, you were talking about licensing and certification earlier, where he he seems to think that they're one and the same. So one of his arguments is. Oh, you eat your government-approved food that's safe because the government, you know, makes it safe, and then you drive in your government-approved safety feature car on your government-paid-for roads. And well, I use my government-approved. You know. I use my government-approved license to drive. Do you think it makes me any better of a driver? I mean, I guess is really the question you've got to ask him. I mean. Well, to, what right. what kind of Nimrod possibly imagines that little piece of pocket that little piece of plastic in your pocket makes you a better driver? I took a test when I was sixteen years old. I was in prison for nine years, did not operate a motor vehicle the entire time. I went in, I got my driver's license renewed, wham bam, they did not even ask me to drive a vehicle. You know, you, know, I, you know what a friend of mine brought up? And he was he describes himself as a libertarian. And he was saying, when I talked about licensing and how silly it is, that licenses are just about tracking people. They're not about making sure people are good drivers. They're about tracking everyone and treating them as a potential criminal. Every single innocent person, treating them as a potential criminal and tracking everything they can do. Uh, 
and I told him, he brought up Mack trucks. Do you know how complicated it is to drive a Mack truck? Can you imagine if people were driving Mack trucks without, without licenses and training? And I said, hold on a second. Is this your Mack truck or is it someone else's Mack truck? And it's like, what? Like, what does that have to do with it? Like, first of all, let's say it's, it's, let's say it's not your Mack truck. Let's say you're working for a Mack, for a company that delivers things. Do you think they're going to let you drive that thing without being convinced that you are well trained in that truck? I mean, you don't think they're going to make you go somewhere that gives training and that has a good reputation for training people and driving a truck before they get paid for insurance for your ass and, and put you in their truck that's thou- tens of thousands of dollars? You know? It's ignorance. Uh... And then if it's yours, are you going to want to drive that thing and not, if, after you've spent 50000 or I don't know how much they are? I'm sure it's a lot. Yeah. It's got to be more than that. I think I, yeah, I think more like a hundred thousand. If you yeah, spent you might that get much a money, one for less than hundred. If you're that invested in that, you don't think you think you're going to get in there and start driving it around <laughs> without proper training? Yeah, you really want to? Oh yeah, I spent two hundred fifty thousand dollars on this, but I'm just going to go hop in and take it for a, for a spin without any training or without a good you know without a good commercially uh, viable license. And for you'd it. be responsible for your actions in the end of it. If you right. do, if somebody does decide to hop in a Mack truck that's unqualified or drunk or whatever it is that they've done. They should be responsible for their actions. It's the responsibility for one's actions that keeps them from jumping off of cliffs. It's the responsibility for one's actions that should keep them from doing most dumb things. If they do something, they should be responsible for those actions. Why do you need a license for in that And reality tends to hold people responsible for their actions. It's not government that does that. It's reality. Right. Hey, Nick, thanks for the call and the thoughts. Good discussion tonight. Appreciate it at 800 800- Two five nine ninety two thirty one. The people that make this claim that well, you're eating your food that was created by the you know the, the, that was made insured it was safe by the government. Uh, they really don't understand why safety exists. They don't understand how it is that it's actually the marketplace functions of competition that uh, that ensures that customers are right. safe. Uh, and it's, this is one of those brilliant areas for the government because they've managed to insert themselves into industry in this role of the regulator that gives them the ability to paint themselves as the organization that's acting. Well, oh, it's all our fault. You know, the right. USDA, we're the, we're the ones out there keeping you safe. No, no. In point of fact, it's the companies that deliver and process and sell the food. That is that are keeping you safe. I mean, if government made things safer, then why not put government in charge of all of the food production? Why not just have government manufacture all the food? I mean, if government is so great at doing things and so don't you know, give people helpful, ideas, Ian. <laughs> well, they tried that before in the yeah, past, and look how it worked out. Check the Soviet Union in case you doubt me. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. We can tell, explain a little bit further about how safety is brought about by competition in a moment. You can also bring up anything in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for your thoughts, your calls. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com where you'll find that the features are free. And if you enjoy the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier today for as little as $3 a month. We will take that money in, reinvest it into the program, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more Internet listeners on board, exposing new people all over the place to uh, the ideas of liberty. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up. You get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only forum and more at amp.freetalklive.com. Just a quick thought, a little further on uh, the idea that, well, it's the government that helps keep the food safe. Thank goodness we have the government here to keep our meat uh, healthy and uh, all of the veggies fresh. And the uh, you know, the government is out there keeping your children safe, etc. 
Well, the reason why safety exists in the marketplace is because we have competition. Um, if there were one food provider, then it wouldn't matter how uh, bad the food was because you wouldn't be able to go anywhere else to get the food. Uh, so Likely would, that food provider would be protected from, um, from, from their liability. actions by the government, too. Like kind of like the vaccine vaccines. companies that are very few and... And very large. Or like the government that is essentially protects itself from liability. Yes. Um, I suspect the vaccine companies, there's only one vaccine company per vaccine is what my supposition is. I don't, I don't know this to be true, but I would suspect that there is only one rubella, manufacturer of rubella vaccine. I don't know if that's true. So, uh, because... And heavily subsidized by government, by the way. I don't right. know if they're uh, you a know, lot of them. A lot of the vaccines. They're certainly protected from a lawsuit. Sure, the government's buying a bunch. But besides of Besides that, they're subsidizing the fact that the government buys pays for a lot of the vaccines. Right. Yeah. So so they can mass produce. You got multiple grocery stores out there that want to sell you their veggies and their meat and their perishable products, and they want to make sure that those products are in as uh, you know good a shape as possible, that they're as fresh as possible, because they want to be able to advertise. They sell the freshest product. Uh, at look the best at the Jack in the Box scare that happened. I mean, you know, the jack. Some people got sick sometime back off of some meat from Jack in the Box or something, uh, and that created this like ripple through the whole industry. Everyone was like, "Oh crap!" You know, we got to really be careful about meat now. Mm-hmm. You know, because because people getting sick and that got very publicized. The media covered it. It's that kind of thing. It's it's that kind of publicity that companies do not want. And there's Absolutely. things like there's things like just a free a free speech media. A media that can that can report on these things and uh, you know get information out there and stuff like that and and get this this sort of pup, this PR backlash is the kind of thing that's much more restrictive on what governments do than government regulations and so you can pay off people that come and that happens oh yeah in spades if you talk to anyone who's been in the food industry there, there's all these ridiculous regulations they pay off people uh, you know you have, they have people who come they get a, they get a free meal at the restaurant they slip on some cash and they walk out without so you know, checking off all the boxes you know and, and even, check off all the boxes even if they don't do such a thing generally uh, it, people in the the industry will always tell you that it's the private inspectors the ones that work for the company that are always much more thorough than the government inf- inspectors unless they, they don't want to get sued they don't want the pr backlash of a horrible meat scare like the jack-in-the-box scandal yep. from years ago all right so unless you have a situation where um you know the 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 owner has done something that's pissed off somebody in the local government at which point they can't do anything right by the inspector let's go to your phone calls dan is in louisiana you're on free talk live hello dan Hey, hey, this is Dan. I know y'all heard about that earth, that earthquake that happened in New Zealand in Christ Christchurch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I watched this lady explain how she said the weapons is, she said she's not a conspiracy, conspiracy spirit theorist, but at the same time, she said it could be. Does that make sense? Well, what could, you know, could be what? what? Because they um not they because could be what? What is the could be what? A harp oh, weapon earthquake. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that is a so, conspiracy theory. Well, how would you know if it were? I suppose it could um, be they, because every bomb that's blown has a sig a sig signature, right? I don't know what you're talking about, sir. I don't know. If Every bomb you ever watch these shows on A and E about a bomb explodes. What does that have to do with the over? the idea that there's some radio tower causing because weather patterns? Supposedly they got a harp technology that um can create earthquakes. Okay. Do you believe that's okay, true? And it has a. Do, do a you believe that is true, sir? What are you What are you suggesting we do? What do you suggest? Um, to find out. It, but I can say this. How? 
is um how do you want me to look into it do you want me to drive to a certain place and like tell me what i need to do <laughs> tell me like um, how do i how do i look into it when you I, I, to, I, I, I want the man answer if i'm gonna care about this i gotta you read you do oh don't tell me to research i i don't believe it right now you know it's like if you can right tell me something now, practical i can talk. do about it what if it's true okay, okay if it's true then what am i supposed to do something practical i can say because we are not supposed to fight. Don't don't you agree with that? We're not supposed to, What's that? What? The Bible says, be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I'm for that. So okay. that's our weapon, right? In practical, right? In practical terms, weapon. what do you want me to do to find... What do you want me to do about this? If it, Let's say it's let's say you're tr- it's true. I, let's say I did some research and I go, okay, I, I think it's a harp weapon. Now, what, what do you want me to do about it? Um... Ask people to hop on the ark. The wait, what's that going to talking wait, about? What? What's that going to do? Wait, what? Do you know what the ark is? No, no sir. Please it explain. A, it's a boat that was uh, three football fields exactly long, five stores right. high, made so of let's build wood. An ark. Over the course of, I believe, <laughs> two hundred years, build an ark to protect you from the harp waves. Is that the idea? No, you're not going to be protect, protect, protected, but you're going to be saved if you get on the ark. And what are you talking about? Boy, if doomsday is coming, then I'm just thinking, this no, is the no, reason. Thanks for the call. This is the reason that bunkers are a waste of money. Uh, thank you for the, the call. Comes, yeah, the calls. You're going to get drowned. Let's continue here. Uh, yeah, all right. So, um, Mr. Anonymous calling from Missouri. You're on Free Talk Live. Mr. Anonymous. Mr. Anonymous. Hi. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hello, this is Mr. Anonymous. Hi, hi, Ian. Hey, hey, what? <laughs> what's on your hey, mind tonight? Hi. Hi, hi, Mark. Hey, I'm actually calling from New Hampshire, but I am from Kansas City. Indeed, indeed. I, I know. Uh, anyway, I'm calling Go about ahead two points. I don't know how much time you guys have left. Go so for it. I would hope. Okay, nine eleven. I think you should be a little more, you know, courteous to the people that call in about nine eleven. Not like this last guy. Cut him off quick. Nine <laughs> eleven truthers in general. Why? Confessing as a former nine eleven truther. We've never been uh, mean to the nine eleven. Well, okay. Well, we've been some of them. The, if we were a little mean. We too. generally yeah. are pretty good with them. Yeah, we're yeah. usually pretty nice. We to work them. on it at least. Well, I think they think that it's important to, you know, talk about 9-11 because they think it's going to help, you know, sort of regular people see the government actors as the criminals that they are. I want to talk about the sinking of the main. Now, there's a piece (laughs) of history that is relevant. Relevant, I tell you. When is it? When is it not? Like, I don't know. At what point do you do you ever feel like there's going to be a point when it's time to stop talking about it and move on? Oh, I don't know. Different strokes for different folks. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't talk about it really. You know, so I, I did things like I moved to the, I moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. I think that's a good thing to do for liberty. Yes, sir. Yep. <clears throat> I do understand, like an earlier caller tonight, that you know some people make the choice not to move, or can't, or you know put it off for a while. And hey, life is a long life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's things we're not change. Not going to win this battle overnight. So, yep. but in any event. Um, I, I do think that uh, as far as 9-11 truthers go, um, they should pretty much give up on it. I agree. <laughs> and, you know, focus on liberty and just, you know, as, the, as Melanie says, focus on the gun in the room. Absolutely. It is such a distraction. It is a huge time sink, and it leads down the crazy uh, conspiracy rabbit hole into even more lunacy, like uh, the idea that, uh, you know, there's lizard men walking around as, uh, as humans. Hey, Mr. Ananas, I appreciate your call and the critique at 800-259-9231. Let's go uh, to an unscreened call on the amp line. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. 
Hey, it's Johnson. I've just got a quick announcement. Um, you had mentioned it on the Free Talk Live Facebook profile about a week ago, and uh, there has been progress. If people go to fspnascar.com, mm. uh, currently there is like a contest to sponsor a car in the Free State Project. Someone came up with a clever idea of putting a, you know, making a Free State Project designed and themed NASCAR car, and the, the potential exists for this car to become a real car. And yeah, uh, it's very high in the value. The time you announced it was 451 votes behind, but as of tonight, it is only 35 votes away from being the lead car. I so, swear, if the Free State Project car cannot beat. I love you, Dad, or whatever the number one, whatever the number one uh, car is. It'll be it'll be sad. Like it's some Liberty... really patriotic one I just saw. Oh, they're yeah. they're horrible. The yeah. uh, the top five cars right now. Love you, Dad, which is just some. I mean, I'm sure Dad was really nice. It's just a <laughs> a, a car with a guy's picture on it. Uh, the third place one is State Police. That's horrible. Uh, there's another one, Remembering Dale, about the Dale Earnhardt driver. Okay. And then finally, 9-11 Design Number 1, which is essentially an American flag uh, with 9-11 uh, written on it. So most of them are pandering statist or uh, or really kind of you know focusing on dead people. And the design looks really cool. The black and gold Free State yeah. Project one is really cool. Looking. So yeah, go to fspnascar.com and click the vote button. That's all you have to do. Then you're done. You can do it again tomorrow. Super fast and easy. Hey, thanks, Johnson, for the call tonight. We didn't get to the bigotry thing, so let's no. make a note. It's going to be I'll good talk about for next it on week. my show this Sunday, too. All right, that's cool. More coming up uh, tomorrow night. See you online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. Hey, it's the Free Talk Live Extended Edition, and it's something that we haven't done for a long time um, because, well... Uh, things have changed with LRN.FM, uh, the Liberty Radio Network. It's become more of a serious network, and uh, things are scheduled for certain times. And I, uh, I felt like it would be wrong for Free Talk Live to interrupt the the refed scheduled uh, anti-war radio, which comes up at ten o'clock Eastern time. So on LRN.FM, if that's how you listen to Free Talk Live, and a lot of people do, uh, then if we were to keep doing the extended editions like we used to in the past, uh, it would kind of cut into the uh, the anti-war radio program. And I didn't feel like that was uh, an appropriate thing to do, even though a lot of people are expecting to hear anti-war radio yeah. and it be kind of. You know, disrupted to that. Yeah. So even though anti-war radio is live, uh, that uh, or excuse me, is not live. Even though anti-war radio in that case is uh, is not live, it's still scheduled, and I didn't want to kind of cut into them. But by the way, I just uh, flipped over, flipped the switch. So we're now back live on the just the free talk live stream. So if you're listening to the free talk live streams, you are hearing this. You didn't know we were going to do this. I'm sorry to interrupt uh, the hour one playback, which is, of course, what happens when free talk live ends on the free talk live streams. It goes into playing back the show that just completed. So right now, the automation system is playing back uh, the, the first hour of the program. But I just interrupted it. Uh, we're now back live on the streams, and it is still Ian here in the studio. And Dale. And Mark. Uh, and Mark, you need to put your headphones on so you can hear yourself. I hear fine. No, you've you got to know when you're talking straight into the microphone. Otherwise, you might turn away from the mic. You might not realize. Mark your is voice being unprofessional. Sounds, right. Because yeah. I don't know after, what, nine years of doing this radio program to talk directly into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might get phone calls because now we're live on the stream, so you never know. If we know. get phone calls, the headphones are sitting right in front of me. I yeah. can pick them up. Just saying, Mark, on. you need to be a professional. You, need you to just be able want to people to wear headphones while they're on, <laughs> while they're talking into microphones. Uh, the number is 603-435-1105. 
603-435-1105. So we're talking all night about uh, how we were going to talk about bigotry. And the reason why was because you and uh, Dale, you and Mark, before the show, were getting heated in so, into some kind of a discussion. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Which I wasn't really paying close attention to because I was busy Although doing Although a heated other discussion between me and Mark these days is really mild compared to how we used to get into it. I mean, you know, we're, we're so much more civil to, to, together than we, than we used to be. So, so I, I heard you guys getting heated. I didn't really know exactly what y'all were saying. Um, and I said, well, hold on. Let's do this on the air. We never got Too to it. Too much passion is being wasted. The phone lines were loaded up tonight, so we didn't have a chance to, uh, to get to this issue of bigotry, specifically within the, uh, the Free State Project forums. Well, between the Free State Project in general, but the forum is where so many people, when they come to find out more about the Free State Project, they go to the Free State Project forums, and that is the atmosphere where they learn about what people are all about and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I I think it's particularly relevant there, and it kind of started... The, the way this whole debate kind of started is, uh, or I started some discussions. You know, I am the I'm the perpetrator here. I started some discussions over there, specifically talking to one person who's fairly well involved in the Free State Project, and I was just trying. He was basically putting forth these ideas that I thought were they they sounded pretty bigoted to me, but and and backing them up presumably with libertarian principles, saying this is the libertarian viewpoint, and I was debunking that. I'm like, no, it's not the libertarian viewpoint. And here's why. And I would ask you know, questions and not and get and get all kinds of dodging and things like that. So I said, OK, let's take it public. I want to see, you know, it'll be harder for you to dodge these questions in a public forum and people will see the, they'll see how transparent this this position is. So you had been and private messaging this person. Yeah, we've been this? having private chats about it. And I was getting it was getting really frustrating for me because. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, basically a lot of dodging, a lot of ambiguous answers to get to beat around the bush and get avoid actually answering some really s- simple Socratic method questions. Mm-hmm. You know, here's your position. You're claiming it's a libertarian position and it had to do with gay marriage. Uh, and you're claiming it's a libertarian position. And I was debunking that. I was using Socratic method and saying, answer these questions and, and you'll see it's really not a libertarian position. Got it. And I tried taking it public. And then it sort of spread from there because other people got involved, of course. And mm-hmm. and at some point, you know, we get this message boards are an excellent forum for finding out the truth. <laughs> <clears throat> well, it you know, it's 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 it's, you know, it's getting it, ideas out there and discussing things, you know, it's uh, having too much time in your hands. Uh, no, I'm sorry. You know, this, uh, you know, a friendship of mine is over now. So I don't want to say I had too much time on my hands because I wanted to discuss this. Uh, I am not friends with this person anymore because I I, said I vetted. I basically tried to vet, you know, vet where they really stand and get, you know, figure out where do where do you really stand? And, and, uh, you know, it's like the against me argument. We talked about it on the show tonight. Do you, are you with the state? Are you against me? You know, what is your, where do you, where do you stand on this? And uh, the answer was not acceptable to me, so we're not friends anymore. And and I and I think that's a valid. It's not to say I. It's I don't. a former roommate of yours too, so you were yeah. pretty close. Yeah. So. So what did what was being said? What uh, did you find objectionable? Well, I think what I found objectionable was was that um, there is this sort of stance being taken specifically because it was politically expedient, in the sense that. This person wanted to be able to appeal to these really Christian conservative types who are very authoritarian in their views and who are very, you know, the, you know, it's still a hot topic. It's it's changed. The, the attitude towards uh, same sex marriages is changing rapidly, but it's a really hot topic right now. And there are a lot of people who are very much for them. And there's a lot and there are a lot of people who are very much against them. And it's almost like a 50 50 thing. And there's this, sen- this sense of like wanting to not turn off 
the Christian conservatives. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like a politically motivated decision. And uh, and I basically said, you know, I'm sorry, your politics should not come before your friendships. Okay, I, you shouldn't, you know. Uh, that's what it came down to for me. And, and the other thing about it is, is it's only politically expedient from a very narrow viewpoint. And that is you're worried about turning off cr- Christian conservatives. But what about turning off social, uh, social, socially liberal people who are libertarian in that respect as well? You know, someone who's very socially li- liberal, who, uh, who, can, who a lot of people come to libertarianism from that direction. Well, give me an idea of what we're talking about here. Like, what is it that's going to turn off uh, the social liberal that that is being said? What what is being said that is well? I I think that the issue, like, like you know, if you, um, if you, like, in this, in 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 this case, you know, someone chimes in on a forum saying, you know, spouting off these these very, uh, you know, very homophobic remarks that are based on their religious views, right? And the idea is, well, we need to be tolerant of their religious views, and I'm like, well. Do we though? Because aren't, isn't that the exact argument that was made to to support things like, ra- like slavery and racial segregation? And has that not been the excuse that people had a religious excuse for something that was out of obviously bigotry? And why are we making an exception now uh, and and picking a certain side over the other side? Yeah, the, should we be tolerant I, I, of people who are racists? We, yeah, yeah, exactly. Where does where does tolerance? When does it make any more sense to be tolerant of intolerance? In addition, you know I mean? is there not also a free state project policy officially, essentially saying we do not want to have racists and bigots in our movement? Is there not well, a policy? There is. Like there absolutely is. And I brought that up. I said they specifically mentioned racism, and then they go on and mention bigotry, which is a broader term, but that that certainly includes racism. And I said, okay, so you you specified racism, but then you also said bigotry. So if racism covered it. Why do you need to mention bigotry? Or if you're saying bigotry, but you don't really mean it, then why is it in there at all? And, and again, you are picking, you know, in this notion, you know, there's this idea of trying to accommodate people who have views that are clearly, you know, I think are clearly bigoted, you know, trying to accommodate them. But you're 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 possibly scaring off people by tolerating that sort of thing who are, you know, like I said, more socially liberal. So right. If somebody so, who's a liberal shows up at the free uh, free free state project forum and they're seeing hatred towards uh, gay people that is being accepted by other people around, they're going to say, "This is not the movement for me." Right. right? Uh, you know, and, and that especially people who are in um, fairly high profile positions in the FSP. You know, people who who clearly are like moderators on the board and or on the or you know moderators on the forum or members of the board on the FSP and things like that. If those people just kind of if they if they're expressing things like oh well people are allowed to have their opinions they wouldn't I don't think they'd say that if someone came over from Stormfront are people familiar with Stormfront Stormfront is it's a, a white power site. thing right it's it's a white power it's a, you know it's a, it's kind of a, you know racists shouldn't intermarry they should stay pure and and they should segregate and things like that and a lot of the people you, I'm sure a lot of the people would not necessarily support violence for that goal but would say that you know it's better if people voluntarily segregate and not intermarry and not reproduce together because racists should stay pure and things like that yeah. obviously the FSP doesn't want that kind of atmosphere I would hope not and I think they would express an incredible degree of of ostracism toward that kind of talk happening have, on the FSP they, forums yeah they have done that I people mean, have been kicked out am, of the FSP so I'm just really trying to like hold a uh, basically t- try to analogize here and say look you know the exact same arguments that are being used to express like hey this is just a difference of opinion that some people think gay people shouldn't be allowed to marry and that and that gay people are our sinners are going to go to go to hell uh, and and they have their religion as an excuse for what is a bigoted opinion in my in my view, and 
and that's um, it's 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 the same argument is being used. It's just right now it's a little more politically okay to get away with that. It's not you know at the time. When people were using those arguments, you know, the huge vast majority of the population was okay with saying that people should be segregated and and that black people were inferior to white people and that slavery was or that slavery was okay even or that or that black and white people shouldn't intermarry. And that was a widely accepted view. And right now uh, and when and when things were changing politically, uh, uh, you know, a long time ago, it was a lot more. Uh, it was actually less controversial than it is now in the sense that most of the population polled polls showed that most of the population was supportive of these bigoted measures do you in think government, that, enshrined in government what do you think should happen here i mean do you think that the uh, the free state project should be kicking these people off of their forms? you know i'm not really interested in trying to tell free state project members i'm not trying to tell the free state how to run their thing i, I, I it's it's that's i just really trying to honestly to get them think about it to think about it and and and, you know, I'm, pl- I'm applying Socratic method, you know, decide what you want to do. I don't want to go and say I'm going to I'm not throwing out an ultimatum saying I'm not going to be involved in the free state project if they do this or if they do that. I don't I don't I don't feel like working that way. I'm not interested in trying to work that way. I just want to get them to think about it. Like I'm just asking questions and get and get them to answer the questions and go in a, in a to basically shine a light on this subject and think about it in objective terms. So, because it's a very emotional thing, you know. Yeah, you and I talked about this, and uh, thanks for uh, you know breaking up the filibuster here. Um, the <laughs> I um, asshole. What I mean, <laughs> what he's I, passionate I, I got about this, this issue. I, got to no, set, he is. I, I had to set people up. I got the sense I that I ranted for a long time. I'm sorry. So you know, I concur with you that um, that you know, gay people. If we're going to have government marriage, that gay people should be able to uh, enjoy the right to contract with another person in the same way that straight people should. You know, you know that I believe that. Way. Um, I also support the Free State Project kicking out racists. Um, if they are overtly racist, advocating racism, um, you know that that's you know that that it just paints the Free State Project in a terrible light. I also don't advocate the Free State Project kicking out people who might be you know talking about their religious uh, views around um, homosexuality and the rights of homosexuals to to contract with each other and Why? things like that. It is an inconsistent view, and the reason it's inconsistent is because it is politically expedient. The Free State Project is intended to be a bus, and a bus that accepts left, right, and center libertarians. I use the large umbrella of uh, libertarian when I define libertarian. I mean people who largely do not believe that government should be involved in people's life, Mm -hmm. and the intention is to get them here. When I arrived in the state— I was more of a right libertarian than I am today. Ian, would you say that's true for you? I don't know about that. I don't know either. Uh, Dale, would you say that's true for you? Uh, that's where I came from. Okay. Yes, I came so, from there, but I don't know. If and I'm also yeah, now I'm also free. now in a place where I can I think I can relate better to the left than to the right, and I can and I feel like I can better persuade leftists to to the libertarian point of view than I can rightists personally. So what my opinion is is that somebody who's bigoted today is bigoted for a very deep and emotional reason. And I don't know what it is, but I don't care to uh, sully my hands trying to figure out what it is that they don't like about black folks or Mexicans or whatever it is. That, I don't either. That I, like, I don't even care. They're so far gone, I don't care. I agree. However, I do care enough about people who uh, you know, believe that homosexuals should not be allowed to marry. And in, in that, I'm willing, most of them are willing to come to the conclusion that 
homosexuals should be, uh, you know, that, that the government shouldn't be in marriage, involved in marriage at all. And we can come to this sort of the stalemate situation. You know, they don't need to say to me, if there's going to be marriage, then um, gays should be able to marry. Because here well, in New I- Hampshire, it's already the law that gays should be able to marry. So at that right. point, really all I'm doing is I'm taking the mud and I'm rubbing it in their face. Look, it's the law and you've got to agree with me too. Like that, what, that battle is already won. And all we have to do is hold the line on it. You don't There's, have to get everybody to agree with it. Well, here's the, here's my here's my thing. You know, this has to do with the atmosphere and the perception of the Free State Project. I understand. And that's the whole point of the Stormfront thing. Yes. You know, the, 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 the example was Stormfront. But if someone comes in and starts uh, displaying overtly racist sympathies, even if it's not violent racism, just, like I said, just... Being acting racist and saying, you know, you guys really shouldn't intermarry. It's you know, it's impure, and the Bible says that racists shouldn't mix and whatever. And they've got a religious reason for it, you know. And it, it you know, it's, it might seem religiously intolerant. Like well, we're not being tolerant about of the religious what if, views. right? Like because that what's, hasn't happened. What's that now? You're talking about what if because that really hasn't happened. Nobody, nobody gets on the forum and and they bang their pul- bang their fists on the pulpit and talk about how uh, it's been are pretty well expressed. Uh, you know, I, I well, I'm not sure about that. You've drawn no, it I, out. I'm people. not sure about that. I, I, I think I, you know. I don't know what's I don't follow the forums that closely, but uh, and I can't recall in recent times, but it could be because now we've set up, we've created an atmosphere where that is not tolerated. Right. And it's, there is a statement that specifically says racism. What is not accepted in the FSP? It's in the FAQ and it says racism and it says bigotry. And there's a reason for that. And here's my thing. There is, you know, there is. I think the biggest fear perception that the FSP has, which I think is a skewed perception that we don't want people to have, is that we are a right wing. Because that's, that's the perception people tend to jump to before they say they're, they're too leftist. They, they see us as a right wing organization. I mean, any, you know, and, and I don't and quite frankly a, care what they see. I agree with you that that's true. You say but, that, but then you're worried about, you know, you're worried about scaring off people who, if we don't let them talk about their religious bigotries. Well, oh, I don't forum. even care if anybody shows up for the Free State Project anymore. I think that the Free State Project is a success that we have uh, we have you know as we have achieved what I dreamed of when I thought about moving for the Free State Project, and uh, I want to see what that occurs to. If somebody picks up their life, they're welcome. But um, you know, and I'm willing to have conversations with them about what I think that they you know might have predisposed uh, bigotries and that kind of thing. I'm willing to talk to them about that. But the idea of excluding them because they don't entirely adopt my way of thinking. Is just not acceptable. Okay, let me jump in here Uh, on this. uh Having listened to you both here and understanding, I think, where you're both coming from, I agree with you, Dale, that uh, it bothers me that there is this kind of, just generally in the libertarian movement, it bothers me that it's seen as a right right wing thing. That bugs me. And I think that has transferred over to the Free State Project as well. And that bugs me. And pandering to the to this kind of intolerant, socially intolerant group of people really bothers me as well. So I totally understand where you're coming from there, but I'm trying to think of it from a different perspective. And I'm looking at some of these maybe right-wing Christian types that are coming into the Free State Project forum so where they have of them, complained the about, excuse me, they have complained about, well, it seems like all you guys are atheists. And so they feel like, you know, there's a level of intolerance amongst the people who are already kind of populating the Free State Project as a bunch of, you know, Christian-hating atheists. And so is that the kind of intolerance well, that we also don't want in the, in the movement? I, I think – well, there's – I don't see it as – the, the problem is that I think there's a skewed perception of 
you know, we come from this country has been traditionally, a, you know, a Christian nation. It really has. I mean, they, they've had a lot of uh, there's been a large enough population of Christians in this country to to skew the laws in that direction. You know, Christmas is a national holiday and and there's a lot, you know, there's all this stuff that's been enshrined into the culture as Christian. And now people are, are more and more people are no are no longer Christian. And that's seen as I, I think it's a misperception that this is like that, that they're being somehow discriminated against or there's an affront to them because they no longer have uh, the, you know, the, the, the stranglehold that they used to have on the culture. I agree with that completely. I was just having a debate with a Christian online last week or something like that. And he was his statement were, was we are under attack. You know, and I mean, that's yeah, exactly common. how it's they perceived feel. as an attack because and, people don't agree with them anymore. Right. You know, and I, I don't even know how to succinctly, um, you know, uh, state this. But it, what comes to mind and it's probably a terrible analogy is uh, the the German advance into uh, the Eastern Front, into Russia, nearly to Moscow. They could claim that they were being attacked unfairly when they were driven all the way back to the, their you know, country's line. They, in fact, were driven much farther than that, all the way to Berlin. And one can understand why that was the case. But Christians have an unfair advantage in uh, society as things exist. I mean, it says, in God we trust on the money. To an atheist, the belief in God is generally considered a religion. So therefore... The you know putting in God we trust on the money is uh, is ensconcing a religion in law. Now people will say that there's you know you, well that just means you can't have a state religion. No, well that's it's it's about perception and the perception of every citizen matters. All right, so I think that the term bigotry here doesn't apply, and I'm just going to read the definition. Um, and I again I, I Wait, agree with doesn't apply to what. Your original point about what these uh, relatively intolerant people are saying on, say, the Free State Project Forum. The definition of bigotry is stubborn and complete intolerance of any creed, belief, or opinion that differs from one's own. Now, these people that have a problem with gay people getting married, maybe they do have a problem with gay people as as well, just in general. It's a sin, or whatever it was uh, would be that they would say. I'm not talking specifically about marriage. I'm talking about people who are saying that gay people are sinners and are going to burn in hell. And they're saying those things on the Free State Project forum. Yeah. Okay. I just haven't. I haven't seen all of that. I mean, not that I'm not making it. Look, I'm not. I'm not trying to make. I thought it was a marriage issue. I apologize. I'm not trying to make a big deal about that. I mean, I mean, I I do think you know the question is if someone doesn't support gay marriage, well, what is their reason? And you know, I'm kind of curious about their reasoning and everything. And I and I came to the conclusion that there was, uh, you know, that there was in fact a you know with my friend there really was a an origin of bigotry there. Let's bring a call in. But no, never mind. You dropped. But um, but but all I'm saying is again, I'm not trying to tell people what to do. I'm not saying this is how you should deal with this situation. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to point out the analogy here. Like how do you, how would you deal with this if it were racial? And and how are you dealing with it in this in uh in in now that it's a sexual orientation thing? How why are you if you are dealing with it differently? Why? And I'm concerned. And again, I'm just as concerned about the the perception of the FSP as this right wing organization, which I think is a as a stereotype we we should be trying to dispel. Because uh, should that the is, atheists be the kicked off the forum? People going to be jumped Sh- to. Should the atheists be kicked off the forum? Who would say something like Christians? Uh, you know, uh, organized religion is evil, and I and you know Christianity is evil. 
Should they be? Because that's an intolerance thing to say as well. I think. I think if you, I, I, I don't. I'm not suggesting anybody be kicked off of anything. I don't know how they handle. Like, well, I would I not want a racist on my forum. I, I don't um, want a racist posting yeah, all over my forum. Yeah, that's a good well, point. So, well, yeah, uh, what you're saying is, should we? And and you seem to be alluding to yes. The answer is yes. Should we um, apply the same level of strictures to you know adamant Christians? As we do to, well, it's not about whether they're wait, Christian. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. adamant Christians, as we do to racist bigots, and I, I am all for destroying the posts of racist bigots, keeping you know, kicking them out of the free t- uh, uh, the Free State Project, um, and you know, whatever. You know, I want nothing to do with them. However, I am not of the opinion that we should do that with people. You know, if if they're just too verbose, I mean, they need to be talked to about their opinions, and at some point or another, they're going to get tired of them, and people will see that they're. Our opinions on both sides on the uh, um, you know I'm willing to see conversation on the the the, the free the, the free state projects uh, forum regarding you know the the rights and and beliefs uh, surrounding homosexuality and uh, yeah it's, it's 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 mostly a political reason yeah well like I, I guess I will go this far I did I did actually make the suggestion that I, I went as far as to say I don't think there's a place I don't think the FSP forum is the place to be discussing it like if you have views. Uh, regardless of you, it's not that you're obviously it's not that you're Christian. I mean, there's plenty of Christians Michelle out there. Michelle a Christian. Are, she yeah, likes you just fine. I, 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 yeah, it's not about them liking me either. But it's I'm just but, saying. She's but not the point is that um, you know, whatever. I don't know what Michelle's views are on that specific subject, but if she has views like that, she's kept them to herself. And I think there's a certain civility in that because. Yes. And especially when you're talking about on the FSP forum, I did go so far as to say I don't think this is the place to to, to share those ideas because it is it is very intolerant towards certain groups of people and and it's, and it's a put off and it creates an image of bigotry in the in around the FS, FSP. So it's not to say don't have those opinions, but I don't think you should be sharing them on the And FSP I think the forum. same thing should apply to the atheists <laughs> that might be attacking Christians if they're, as if well. They're if they're attacking if, in that sweeping manner, like you said, right, yes. If, if you're using if the free if state you're specifically project, attacking the intolerance of a certain position that's, that's just being justified and backed up by your religious views. Right. I don't think that the, then, the free state projects forum is an appropriate place to express your intolerance toward a particular view, whether it's, uh, whether it's people, somebody being gay or, or lifestyle or whatever, uh, whether it's somebody being gay or whether it's somebody being an atheist or a Christian, it doesn't seem like that should be the appropriate place for that discussion. The Free State yeah. Project Forum should be a place to discuss moving to New Hampshire, neat things about New Hampshire, questions things we about have New in Hampshire. Common about liberty. Right. What's know? the activism that's going on, New Hampshire related news, kind of the topics that are you see. We go to forum.freestateproject.org you see the different topics for the, the or the, the different forum, sub-forum names and what they're supposed to be about. And I think that the, you know, there doesn't need to be any any of it, I, I would I would support having a, you know a little bit more of a restrictive policy on on those sorts of debates. I don't think they should be had there because they. In, in most aspects, there's going to be a certain skew to it, right? Because maybe you're too busy, Dale, to come and respond to every post that might have something negative to say about uh, gay people. Or maybe the Christians are too busy to come to respond to everything that some atheists might post attacking Christianity. I don't think that, uh, that that's the forum where those debates should be uh, should be occurring at all. Yeah, that's the B- mm. that's the BBS at bbs.freetalklive.com. Go to <laughs> yeah. Christi- uh, Christian anarchy is the only sensible answer. Let's go to the phones, actually. Here we've got an unscreen caller at 603-435-1105. You're on Free Talk Live, the extended edition. Hello? Hello, this is Keith. Keith, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, um, it seemed like Dale was talking about me. Yes, that is correct. 
and and so not not he, not just I mean, about you. It led to other people. Get, other people got into I it. Feel or think. What's that now? Dale mentioned me, though he didn't mention anything that I feel or think. Well, I I you know I've like I said I asked questions to get at that, and you dodged most of those questions in a manner that made me you know. Uh, so I I don't know what to say about what you think. Um, but other people did get involved in the discussion. Other people jumped in and expressed some pretty overtly bigoted views, and so they were part of the discussion as well. So when I was saying, there's a you know someone on there that goes, I think goes by Only Way, uh, who who just pretty much flat out said that you know if you engage in homosexual behavior, it's a sin against God and whatever. So, and I respect his belief, although I personally disagree. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being a homosexual if you claim to be one. Okay. So now, as an as a moderator or an administrator of this forum, uh, Keith, since you've outed yourself, I mean, Dale, you didn't mention his name earlier, right. uh, but since you've outed yourself as the subject of the one of the main subjects of this discussion, um, would you support having a policy to where somebody like Only Way, who makes a, a very clear statement that is very anti-homosexual, to take that person aside in a private message and say, "Look, you know, this is inappropriate for the the Free State Project forum. Please take this uh, issue elsewhere. I'm going to remove that post." Personally, I don't think that is an anti-homosexual post. I mean, did he say he was going to kill gays? Uh, I don't. I don't think we ever suggested that there has to be a physical violence involved. It had to do with be expressing a, a bigoted to views toward people. With the idea of homosexuality, that's perfectly normal. I mean, people can disagree with whatever idea they want. Well, no, no, they can't. Like I said, if someone comes over from Stormfront and says that you know races shouldn't be mixing and they shouldn't be intermarrying. I don't think that kind of t- discussion would be had on the FSP forum. They'd be asked to leave and not have that discussion there. So uh, why is it different for this I subject? I personally don't care if you or someone else doesn't think that they want to marry someone that they claim is of another race, even though races don't exist. No, I, no, no listen. I, someone comes over and starts saying that's what everyone should do, that, that it's not healthy, that, that, that races shouldn't intermix and they shouldn't intermarry. And they, people should voluntarily voluntarily decide to segregate by race because it's bad. Uh, they're basically expressing racist views absent like overt violence. They're not saying enshrined in government or anything, but they are expressing themselves to be a racist and having racist discussions on the FSP forum. And you don't think that the FSP forum should be concerned about what that kind of discussion could do to the atmosphere the surrounding the image of the FSP and the type of people that are involved with it. I agree that if someone is a active um, if someone admits that they're an active racist, that they should not be a participant in the FSB. So why, if they're an active homophobe, is that different? Um, I don't understand the homophobe. What do you, how are you, see, that's, 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 that's your problem. See, this is why we can't be, the fact that you don't get this, Keith, is why we cannot, well, like, I, we can't be friends. Because I, I just explained to you, I, I don't care if someone has a religious reason for it. People had religious reasons for their racism for decades, no, for centuries, okay? They've referenced the Bible to justify segregation, slavery, all sorts of horrible racist opinions. And there are people doing the same thing now. Uh, with regarding to gay people. So you get, you just act like it's just another opinion. Well, that's just their religious view. Well, no, they have a bigoted view it's an intolerant that they're view. using their religion as a justification for. I How think is that, it intolerant? What are, they, are they attacking people? Are sir, they, yes. If you, people, understand, if you understand how it's intolerant with racism, how do you not understand that in this exact other situation where you've just interchanged the difference? Like, you, uh, someone else is different from me with respect to X, and, that is, and, and, they're going to, and they are 
that behavior is bad or that uh, you know they're going to hell for it or it's a sin or they shouldn't intermarry, whatever their crap is that's associated with X, how is it suddenly you have a different opinion about that than you did I'm about sorry, someone? Ex- perhaps you're intolerant of their religion. No, Keith. I See, think that's, that we're back to being intolerant of you're intolerance. Cover, you're covering for these people, Keith, and I don't understand yes. why you're doing it, and it's it's kind of disturbing to me. Uh, let, let's see if I can put this a little more clearly. This only way character, what are some of the things that he has said on the forum? He's basically saying that no you're idea. not... I'm asking Dale. Well, he, there's a... There's, he, I don't know. Well, there's, it's on that thread, Keith. You can read it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you look it up, and I'm going to uh, ask Keith this. Now, Keith, um, there people have used the Christian religion in the past in order to, as Dale pointed out, to uh, you know bolster their opinions regarding race and the superiorness of the white race. They have uh, used it to bolster their, their opinions of ownership of people and slavery. Um, and so... If if I were to speak out against and um, say that 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 religion that, that their belief in that is intolerable, how am I being intolerant of their religion at that point? You're being intolerant of their interpretation of their religion, but personally, I don't. I think people can misuse Christianity however they want. Um, Christianity has nothing to do with racism because races don't exist, and you cannot. Racism doesn't exist. Being. No, no. He says races don't exist. Let let him finish okay. what he's saying for one. Race Yes, racism does not exist because races don't exist. If you believe in racism, then you believe in the false notion that races exist. Now no, you're being no, ludicrous. Hold on, hold on, Keith. You are a politician. Hold on, Keith. Keith. A ra- I'm, you know, I don't, I, whether races exist or not, someone can be a bigot. They can manufacture race in their mind and judge people because they have a different skin color mm-hmm. and label a race on them and be a bigot. They can, you know, whether or not races exist doesn't, doesn't mean racism doesn't exist. So let's say, Keith, that as a, a forum moderator here who made it clear earlier that you would uh, support banning somebody and deleting posts from the forum of someone who was being overtly racist. I never said I would do that. You wouldn't? Isn't it the Free I State Project's policy? Words, nor did I say I wouldn't do that. But I never even... No, I never uh, okay, so let's make it clear words, then. Yeah, if no, somebody no. comes into the forum and says, I hate black people, but I love liberty, what would you do as a forum moderator? Okay, yes, in that case, I would ask them um, questions, and if I had a chance, someone else might delete them before I even get a chance, but I would ask them questions to try to understand where they were coming from. And they tell you, I hate black people. I don't think that we should uh, mix with them, and I love liberty, though. I'm so glad I'm here for the Free State Project. That's their answer to you. Yeah, I would try to explain to them that everyone is an individual. The individual is the smallest minority, and races don't exist. And if they refuse to agree, I would either delete them or refer them to someone else. Okay, so now you've got somebody else coming into the forum saying, Boy, those gay people sure are annoying. I can't stand them running around in their thongs. I hate gay people, but I love liberty. Boy, I sure am glad to be here for the Free State Project. How would you handle that one? Um, I've never seen anything like that, to be honest. No, However, I'm asking you how um, you would handle there it. There is a slight difference that you should note. Um, a gay person is basically a, a belief. Um, I don't know about that. Is an actual. Um, a lot of people would disagree term. with like, that. You can be the color black. Belief, um, like gay, is a theory that you're gay. I personally a believe theory? everyone is bisexual. <laughs> Excuse I don't me. That you could be gay or straight. I have to agree with him on this, is that um, what Keith is talking about, he's differentiating between a behavior 
and some the color of your skin. You have nothing to do with the, with the color of your skin. You have something to do with behavior. Excuse me, but there have been plenty of gay people that we've talked to, including Dale, sitting right here with us, have made a claim, uh, and I have no reason to disbelieve them. They've been gay since day one. Look, they were I've born been, that yeah, way. Exactly. I've been straight since gay one, day one. It, 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 it may sorry. it may be a it may be a sliding scale, but my sliding scale is way on over there on the gay I, side I to the point where it is point. not a choice yeah, for I'm me. I'm just saying that given <laughs> the right circumstances and situations, that I think everyone is bisexual, and apparently there's a sliding scale. I mean, Dale, you might not believe in that. You might, Ian, might not. Might it just depends on the person. You're saying sexual orientation doesn't exist in the same way that races don't exist. Well, there's a completely different situation. Race no, is... They're, no, they're not. That's the way you just described it. some theory that people made up, but skin tone is an actual, like, you know, real thing. Whereas um, homosexuality... People being attracted... Who you are race, attracted to is a real thing, Keith. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely. And so, no Dale is a... He's telling you... He's telling you, you aren't Dale. You don't get to decide what Dale feels and what he's interested in. He's telling you he's attracted only to men, but you're going to claim he's bisexual. Here, Keith, let me I'm help you claim, out here. Given the right situation, if he meets, if Dale meets all six billion people on Earth, and in fact he has been with females, at least one. He's touched. So, he's what touched difference does that make, I'm sorry, Keith? I'm not wrong. Keith, what difference? Let's let's say I just let's say I'm just like for whatever reason I'm just decided I'm going to only be with men. Okay, I've decided that. Whatever. Regard. Let's disregard what my orientation is. My choice is to be with men. Should I be called a sick pervert for that? And that would that be I bigotry? I don't believe you should be called any. No, because that's no, what he's doing. Not. That's what this guy on the forum is doing. He's calling if you're gay a sick pervert, not based on your orientation, which you can't help. He says I everyone don't has see a motive. Any anyone called you a sick pervert? I'm sorry. You no, know, he just sweepingly called gay people sick perverts. I'm sorry, I didn't see that. Well, he did, and and uh, based on behavior though. Like, you know, he's saying that it's not bigotry if it's their behavior, and if God says that behavior is wrong, then he's not judging people because God said so. So he's not calling gay people sick perverts. He's going. He's calling people that. Have yeah, he is sex calling. No, he is calling them gay sick perverts. Wait, what? What are you saying here? I'm saying yeah, he's calling gay. He's calling people who engage in gay behavior sick perverts. So, like, if I touch your hand, would that make me a sick pervert? You can ask him. So is that acceptable? What difference does it make? What difference does it make? Okay, well now that you've heard about the post, you can see the post if you'd like. What's the title of the post? He says, and I will quote this. What's the what's the what's the post? This is called uh, "Does the FSP Care About Bigotry?" and I believe it's under like general FSP discussion. Yes, uh, it's under prospective participants in the FSP, which is, I think, an appropriate place for it. And it's 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 prospective participants, and it's called "Does the FSP Care About Bigotry?" And let me quote him: "If you call someone, and he capitalized if if you call someone a sick pervert based on their actions, that is not bigotry. That's his opinion. But if you're actions that don't harm anyone, that are none of his business in theory." I think uh, that's a, a fair it's, it's, statement. It's I mean, if, I could call somebody a sick pervert for uh, screwing, uh, you know, their goat, and that, you know, that th- that that point, that is my opinion, and that's okay. But you wouldn't call should it. I be kicked out of the Free State Project for that too? Um. Well, you know, we can have a discussion about whether it, you know whether it's. I don't think we've got a problem with goat fucking in the Free State Project. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> involved in the Free State Project. I personally don't have a problem with goat fucking. I might, think someone's, I might think someone's a pervert for for goat fucking, but oh, would but you think they're I, a sick pervert though? <laughs> <laughs> you see, this is the thing, Dales. I swear, you know, Keith doesn't want <clears throat> Keith doesn't want this fight. 
You can see how he is tough. Slip tough. Slip, sliding away. No, He's a you know, I have politician. Some, Mark, I'm sorry. I have some basic standards for someone to, for me to call someone my friend. I have some really basic standards. Keith has outspokenly said that he's against government gay marriages. And so I said, okay, well, hold on. And he says, for libertarian reasons. Am I correct, Keith? Stop me. You're um, against government gay marriages. I don't recall saying for libertarian reasons I am not a libertarian. And also, I would not uh, do anything to stop okay. government gay marriages. You're saying you wouldn't do anything to stop them, but Absolutely like, but you, was, you have fact, said you're against them, though. To, to you've said you. Them, and I will, hold on. I, Correct I, me if I'm wrong. Have you not said you're against them? them? Okay. Have you said you were against them? That your personal stance is that you are against government gay marriage? Um, I do not support or encourage any marriages, including government gay marriages. Any kind He's of just anti-marriage. That's his answer then. No, anti-marriage is, is fine, and I and I've you know talked about that. I'm not that, anti-marriage. But. I'm not anti-anything. Keith, you are such a politician. I can't is. believe. He's, he's, I don't see the problem. I believe but in love he is sliming and out of all of these questions. I'm not against anything. Yeah, he, By the way, this is, this, is, this is the constant. This is a constant battle trying to get at what is really in Keith's heart. To get an answer is, from is, him is, is nigh impossible for me to do. And the only can you know, I, I, yeah, the I'm, clue, sorry, but I'm a Quaker. I don't hate things. <laughs> I'd like to get your uh, application for membership in at the meeting too. That'd be nice. Oh. If you get a claim to be a Quaker, I, no, I don't think I need to join as a Quaker to be a Quaker. I think Keith's I, right I on that one. I, I don't. The original Quaker beliefs, and they did not have membership. You don't have to join to it, be a Quaker. It didn't take very long at all. Uh, it was within uh, the first few years that they uh, they began having a membership, and there was a reason for that: is that people would uh, conduct themselves in certain manners, and they wanted to be able to uh, claim that they were not part of the group. So it was a. It's I'm sorry, but that seems closed-minded to me. I'm sorry. I, I don't believe well, in that. When you've got people uh, sm- smearing you, themselves with feces and then throwing themselves on altars in uh, other churches in order to show their uh, <clears throat> the, 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 the dirtiness of their soul in front of God. I personally don't support that belief either. I, I would not um, cover myself with feces. Yeah. No. I, I, I know. I, uh, that's, but I'm just telling you why <laughs> they did it. Well, I respect their decision to do that. However, because of their decision, I refuse to join. All right. Not that so, I'm against Quaker religion or Quaker church. Do we need anything, anything else from Keith in this conversation? No. Anybody else got any questions for him to slime out of? Thanks, Keith. Slime out of? Excuse me, what did I slime out of? <laughs> I guess you'll have to listen back, Keith. I appreciate the call tonight. It, it will never sink in. It's 603-435-1105. I don't think that uh, the Free State Project Forum should be used to discuss these issues uh, at, at all. It seems to be very counterproductive because people just end up getting offended. They get a uh, they get a particular uh, maybe misinterpretation of what things are really like. All those atheists are talking bad about us Christians. It's not not really the way it goes here. I mean, we get yeah. along pretty well with, with everybody. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm not ready to suggest what should be done necessarily. I just, whoever is making these decisions, I just hope they will make the analogy. I hope they will see that these are analogous situations and then decide to, you know, to apply some kind of consistency to it. It's, it's a tough call. And like you said, you have people who Christianity is the source of all the evil in the world. And they're not saying a specific view in Christian, in a, in like from one fundamentalist Christian who thinks that gay people are sinners and so forth. They're talking about Christianity in very sweeping terms and saying it's the source of all the evil in the world. Well, that sounds pretty bigoted to me, too. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. I'm just saying apply some kind of consistency to this because there is an image that the FSP is is presumably trying to maintain and and avoid certain particularly negative stereotypes. And I think that it's very easy for the FSP 
people to be perceived as a very right-wing organization. And if someone is spouting off about gay people on the threads, just as much as if they're spouting off with racist uh, things, then they're going to offend an awful lot of people. I don't know how so, many people are going to get offended if they say that goat fuckers are, are sick perverts. I don't know. Well, you see, you're not standing but. up for goat fuckers. <laughs> and that I find to be despicable. Um, the, you know, <clears throat> I, I understand where you're coming from, Dale. For one, I think that you look... A little um, high-handed because the fact is New Hampshire is the only state in the union where gay marriage is legal and has been made legalized uh, legal through the legislature. And it was Mm -hmm. done by Free State Project signers, hardworking men and women who of of whom you were not a part, um, really, because you said, I don't believe in that, uh, you know, government stuff. And now you're talking (laughs) about the government stuff in a lot of ways, you know, whether people support it or not. And I just I, I think that it's. I think you're this, activated really for no good reason. This isn't I'm not this, this isn't is about, a political motive. This is about beating people the, in hold to on. believing what hold you believe. Hold on. No, no. Mark. It's about appearances. Mark. The Free State Project is a bus to get people to move here, is it not? That, that this much, is not about politics yep. for me. I think it's wonderful that gay marriage passed because it reflects an attitude of New Hampshire that makes it appealing to people getting on the bus. Yeah. Okay? So that's great. Uh, and and so and again, the same for the same reason I'm concerned about attracting you know making it look really really appealing to right wing you know to the to the to the more hateful element of like the ultra right wing but not and and then making it less appealing to potential left libertarian types who are more concerned with, with social elements i completely share that concern i want those people i want some of those so do i want I. more gay people to move here and, and i, think I want them to this, feel comfortable here i, think I don't want it, them to go to the forum and be immediately turned off by absolutely these, this, and I, uh, I don't want anybody to go to that forum and be immediately turned off and I agree completely with where you're coming from, but I think at this point the only thing that can be done – because we can sit here and say, well, the Free State Project should do this and they should do this, and I know you're not saying that, but right. uh, it, clearly they're not going to do those things. It seems like inaction is more likely what they're going to do, as Keith was just, you know, dis- defending his inaction here tonight. Um, He's so terribly that- concerned about offending some of those people who think gay people are sinners that are burning in he- they're going to burn in hell and don't want gay marriage. If we are concerned <laughs> – He's not concerned about offending me, obviously. <laughs> if, if we are concerned, those of us who want to attract more socially uh, – freedom-oriented people to this movement. If we're concerned about this, then it, it apparently behooves us to be there on the Free State Project Forum to make sure that those people are welcomed, to make sure that those people know that they've got people who would agree with them in this movement, and to own, as you did, this only way guy on this thread, to, to show these people for who they are and make them feel very unwelcome here. I don't want people like, I don't want intolerant people to feel welcome here. And uh, and I have See, no is, problem. This with, is what I disagree. I, I understand where you're coming from, Ian. And please I, uh, it's figure out tolerance level, before you arrive, please. Okay, I understand <laughs> what you. you're saying. However, we all had to step through whatever statist beliefs we had before we got here, right? We all had. Don't expect those me to put up with it on the on the forum I'm where I'm trying to show should. people a showcase of what's what's the, what things are like here in New Hampshire. I, I agree that it don't is expect not to the just place let it fall. for it. Right. But, don't, right. don't expect to just come on the Free State Project forum, spout but, out your bigotry, and just let it fall on you know deaf ears because Dale Burt's going to jump on you. And then, of, well, by the yeah, way, but it's not about spouting, right? Okay. Like Dale spouted, and then they spouted back. So you know, to some extent, this is no. The his post was in thrown. response. No, no. His post yeah. about bigotry was in response to what had already gone on on other threads well, that you it, didn't start, right? That well. No, no. I started some things again. It started with me having conversations with Keith and him saying things in private that he will not say in public. So everyone who heard this nice, clean, little, uh, very carefully dissected and carefully groomed message from Keith for the public, 
You're not hearing him say the things that he says in private to me that offend the crap out of says me. Or said. And, I try- and remember, it takes people you know, a certain amount of time, sometimes talking, in order to work out what they believe. I, the, the thing is, I tried to work those things out in private, and I kept getting the same answers, and and kept going into running into the same dead ends, trying to get you know some kind of explanation for certain positions that seemed very bigoted to me. Trying to get an explanation for those was I was hitting dead ends until I took it public, and then when I did, I there's this groomed message, and then and or silence or dodging of questions, and so ultimately I, I you know I, the, what we see Keith in public is not the Keith that I see in private. And so that's, you know, it's it, the reason it went public in the first place is to try to get some, some you know, some solid answers. Well, I don't know what to, I don't you know. know how to approach a situation where you say the Keith that I see in public is not the Keith well, that you I see in private. Well, I, mean, I, I don't want to start. See, I try to get, I, try to, I, I, I challenge him and say, didn't you say this in private? And then, you know, and he, he won't respond to that. You know, what a man said I don't want to just sit ago. here and tell you <laughs> what he says over and over again in private. That makes me not want to be his friend unless he can explain to me and justify these positions, and he won't do that. And you know, so so I just want you to understand, you're getting a carefully groomed public message. Uh, so Those if you feel like I'm overreacting, needs, you need to have carefully groomed public messages. People mm. need to have that. Now, from from our perspective here, this at least Dale and my perspective, that I, you know, I'm just defending my de- I'm just defending my decision when I say that he's not my friend anymore. I want you to understand. There's more to sad. it than what I mean, you heard on this on this very carefully groomed public message. He didn't want that. He didn't want to answer questions. It, but, but, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mark. I, the, you know, I, I have standards for my friends, Indeed, and he doesn't live up to that them. You do. I got it. I mean, I see. I, see I, I, I really see. Doesn't want that tough. Yep. Well, there you go. All right. Go. So, uh, so from our perspective, Dale, uh, this idea that, that there's a certain viewpoint that kind of underruns, say, conversations at the Free State Project forums that maybe would be less than attractive to the more socially liberal folks. On the other hand, there are people that uh, have a similar viewpoint as we do, but from the other perspective. So there are people who are, for instance, complaining about some of the activism out in Keene, saying that it's attracting the wrong type of person to uh, to the Free State Project, and that we need to have more, you know, politically oriented people coming here. And it's the kind of the same group of folks that is interested in appealing toward, I think, as somebody called them, the squares, is interested in appealing mm-hmm. toward the the more authoritarian types that are currently in power, so they can try to you know, to influence them and get their ideas in through That's this political system. a really terrible system. term for people who are working within the, inside the political system in order to get us more freedom. I mean, authoritarian No, no, no I, wasn't, I wasn't saying about the people within the no, Free State okay. Project. I'm talking about they're appealing to the people who they're, are the, the, the squares in the, the okay. authoritarian roles in saying. government. Trying to get them to loosen up. They're pandering <laughs> to yeah. those people. They are maybe putting on a false front uh, to pander those people in order to get their ideas in. Whatever, that's their thing. It's fine. But they're complaining about us kind of in the same way. Like, well, that we're poisoning the well and we're ruining the movement. We're making it more difficult for, the, for them and their job. So I think this is going to be something that's never resolved, right? I mean, there's there's... Different well, types no. of activism. Okay, so so first off, wait, wait, wait a second. Okay. You're, you're, you're representing the people that were, are working with inside the system and the people that think that uh, gay people are immoral as the same group. That's not and, my intention. Uh, that's not what I'm trying to say here. Uh, no, the people that are working inside the system are not necessarily these same people. I don't have a problem with it. I work inside the system, too. The objection is the not working with inside the system, but the objection of these people that are complaining is that people – 
that they're complaining about in like freekeen.com, uh, some civil disobedience activism, is that they think that we're disrespectful to the system. That's what the real issue is. And I blogged about this over at cdevolution.org a little while back in freekeen.com about how the real schism in this movement isn't between civil disobedience and inside the system. It's between people who have this reverence for the system versus those of us who see it as nothing more than a cover for violence and don't have respect for it. And so from their perspective, we're ruining the party too because we're here disrespecting the system, so we're making it more difficult to attract people who respect the system into into their movement. But you see, I don't agree with that either. I'm for the big umbrella policy if we attract people who are more into the civil disobedience maybe at some point they'll see that some of that maybe they'll see that the value in the uh you know the inside the system activism and change their I agree. mind i'm in favor of the big umbrella policy i want everybody to come here that if they love liberty I and work too. in the way that they think too. is best it's the people who have this reverence for the system that are the ones that are intolerant towards the rest of us there have been statements made on the free state project Project Forum that, that essentially said that the Free State Project should disavow Free Keen because of the kind <laughs> one, one of activism. One or two people said that, and and unfortunately, I think you know some people some people spoke up. Um, but that represents you know, a viewpoint. That the yeah. one or two people said it. That represents a certain viewpoint amongst people that are in this movement that think that they can only advance liberty by pandering to the system and the authoritarian types that are in it. And they are very offended by the fact that people disrespect the system and they don't want to be associated with them. Certain people, like yeah. uh, Dennis Goddard from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, has cut off his friendships on, on uh, Facebook as a result of his belief that uh, that it's this pandering that is the most well, important. There, 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 it does bother me. Basically, this. There's. I think it's fine that there are differences of opinion about what works well or not, or and, and to some degree, you know, like on my side, there's almost a complete and total lack of faith in in the system work. And I admit that, but at the same time, over the year, over the years since I've been here, I've become, I've very much changed my attitude toward that that stuff. It's not offensive the, to you. It's though. no longer really offensive to me. I really, I, I feel like people are following their heart and their consciences and they're doing what they believe to be right. And so I do not feel like I, what I've done is I've become less judgmental. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, they, I definitely feel like they are doing what they believe to be right. And so I don't feel like I have any business passing judgment on someone following their own conscience. So and, and the fact that I don't have faith in it is just me. That's me. And, and what I've tried to do is just have a more civil discussion about it. And what I, I'm not seeing, but there's certain people in particular, Dennis Goddard is the most obvious one, uh, just Dennis has, is has upset. dropped all civility about the discussion. Yeah, Dennis is upset. He's using a system. His system is uh, to you know publicly ostracize and vilify people who are participating in um, outside the system activism or have in the past, or actually not participating, people who advocate it. Because quite frankly, outside the system activism is nearly dead in Keene, New Hampshire. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't occurred in a very long time. There's a little bit of it, but not much. Comparatively, it is uh, you can watch the curve go downward, not well, I, upward. You know what I hope that is? though i hope that it's people who are learning from the past and are just are going to be much more thoughtful about acts of civil disobedience that they engage in because for instance i i haven't done really any kind of civil disobedience to to speak of but uh 
But I would, for instance, when the time comes, I feel like you know I would if the, if it felt appropriate and if I thought it through, I'm it felt like I was going right, to gain something in the from right it. circumstance. Like abs- I, w- I would, if I'm going to do civil disobedience, it wouldn't be over smoking pot or something like that. It would be feeding the homeless or something like that, and in violation of ordinance, ordinances. Or I think it's ill advised like what Dennis is doing, which is uh, you know beating people up for activities that do not exist. Because all <laughs> no, no, these- don't, no, no, no. He is upset at the disrespect toward the system, not necessarily because he'll agree with some civil disobedience if it's done in the right way in a way that is respectful to the system etc at least that's my understanding or interpretation of what he's been saying his main issue is with the fact that people certain people in this movement like me don't really much have respect for the system i don't i think it's a violent well then we're uh, going to continue to be have a beef because i still don't have much respect for the system or the absolutely but i but i respect people who do respect the system if that's your thing and you want to show respect for that system fine i don't complain about you I don't think you're ruining the movement. I don't think you're ruining my time here in New Hampshire. I don't care. Go right, ahead and, yeah. and, and kiss the boot of the I, politicians I, I, <laughs> all you want, if that's what you think is going to get us to more freedom. Sure, I, I, I do. I think, you know, I don't have faith in it. But like I said, if, I, you know, I'll even go so far as to say of all the political people that I've ever known or experienced out there, I think the, the ones in New Hampshire and the Free State Project are the absolute best and the most principled. Now, I'll give them that right off the bat without even having to think about it. That doesn't mean I, I, I still don't have faith in the political system. And it, it will take a lot. It will take a lot to change my mind about that because, again, it's just one of those things where I feel like, uh, you know, this is, but I'm just expressing my personal feelings. These are my views personally. And I'm not passing judgment on people for 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 believing differently than me on that. You right, know what I, I mean? and it's, I don't think that anybody should be intolerant here. I mean, whether it's people being intolerant towards uh, gay people or intolerant towards uh, the, you know, Christians or intolerant towards those of us who don't respect the system, and, and that's what I'm seeing happen. You know, to some extent on the the Free State Project forum, and I don't think any of it really. I don't think any of it belongs there. But we can't stop it. It's going to keep what, going. So we yeah. just have to show up. Those of us who believe in certain ways have to show up and represent, essentially, what, on the free What gets me form. is this attempt. It's, it's, it's a very heavy-handed attempt to control the behavior of others, to basically villainize and say, if you know, you doing this is, a, is like a personal attack on me because you're, you're like impeding my ability to work within the system. And I'm like, you know, that's your thing. It's not my thing. I, I'm, I'm not going to bend over backwards to avoid... You know, to worrying about the what this impression is making on the the those political the squares that you talk well, about. I think it's a reality, impact, right? You know? I think it's a reality that the Free State Project's name has been somewhat sullied from the standpoint of those of the squares of uh, from those people that wish to work with inside the system. Um, that that the the name has been sullied by people who work outside of it, and the, only in the, the viewpoint of the squares. But from but, the other well, side, the is the people of the who journalists look at- who write these stories, who are generally statists, they would like to paint a- everybody in the Free State Project. Project as uh, you know, some pot smoking, uh, no shirt wearing, flag burning lunatic. Well, so for the people that, that, that they would that, love to do, and hey, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Here's the fact: it's just reality. Because anytime you're ro- anytime you're you're challenging the status quo, someone who likes the status quo, and there are a lot of them, are going to be your enemy. They're going to become your enemy, and it happens inside politics. I've seen Republicans and Absolutely. Democrats look at the media just inside political circles and the and the way they go vicious. at each other's throats. They're it's vicious. brutal. It's really no different than that. Right. Uh, and they're just you know, and, and and the other thing is when you're a media person, even if you're not especially biased in a statist direction or something like that, sensationalism sells. This, I mean, John. Uh, 
John Stossel talks about this quite a lot. The news, and this is why everyone is, you hear all these panic horror stories on the news. You don't hear about the good stuff. You don't hear about the fact that we went and uh, painted a church that was vandalized by anarchists. Yep. Not, you know, so called. uh, So called anarchists. They they Uh, painted anarchy signs on the church. Yeah. What else do you need? Yeah, well, whatever. People who call themselves anarchists. Uh, we went and painted the church. We have great friends at the Hope Chapel now from since then. We, we have people, a lot of people volunteering at the homeless shelter or at the community kitchen and getting involved in the community. You don't hear about that. It's boring. It's, it, they don't want to post good news. They want to post the sensationalist news. And that's people getting, you know, sitting on cop cars or sitting in front of cop cars or, or right. smoking and pot attracts, in public, you know. And, and, and the, as though that, and, and even though, rather, that offends certain people within the square community, for lack of a better term, it, on the other hand, also attracts a certain set of people. It's, it's, it's impossible to say otherwise. That I am interested in attracting. I want to attract the kind of people who appreciate the bravery that these people are engaging in in doing civil disobedience and non-cooperation. And we're seeing that happen. The idea that you have to pander to the squares in order to have success and the liberty and you know the ideal spreading the ideals of liberty is incorrect. People should could, should attract whoever it is that they feel like they should attract. If you want to attract, you know, those types of people, that's fine. If I want to attract a different type of people, I want to attract somebody that appreciates me and the things that I'm doing and the things that I think are important. And so the people that are in this area, in the Keene area, kind of have a different mindset in general than some of the other people in the other areas of the state. And there's certain types of people that are attracted here. We're starting to see more families show up. We had a couple show up with a, a young person, a, a kid, just from uh, come from Hawaii. We've got the Mazingos who've showed up recently. They've got three yeah. kids. We're starting to see more families show up. These are respectable people. They have they have careers. They earn. You know, they're not, they're not the bums that are constantly being accused of being here in Keene. It's nonsense. These people are coming here. Here. They're settling well, here. Not to They're... mention a lot of the people, the people who didn't just turn around and leave after a short time. Those those people are working hard, absolutely. And uh, even though they're single people who came, young single people and stuff, they are working very hard. They're definitely not bums. And uh, you know, again, it's just that that's those are the ones that get the attention for whatever reason, so, even inside the circles. Of what, the what I don't think you're acknowledging, right? Like, I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong, but what I don't think you're acknowledging is the reality of what these politicos say. Now, let's just make up some numbers here. Let's say we get five politicos for every one uh, uh, outside the system activist that comes to the state of New Hampshire. If the outside the system activists activism dissuades three of those five or two of those five political types from coming to the state for every one you get, you still get a net fewer amount of people moving to the, uh, to the state. Well, it's speculation. You don't know if it's, it's doing any of those things. Speculation, and but, it's not going to change my behavior. I'm going to do what I think is right. And I'm going to follow that path. Right. But you still didn't acknowledge that it may or may not be true, that it may be true, like that it does it's turn irrelevant. off some people. If that's what turns you it, off from I'll the Free State that. Project, you don't need to be here. I'll acknowledge if, that. If, if you're turned off from the idea of coming together with people who are like-minded by the fact that there are some people that are slightly of a different uh, mindset in that same vicinity, 
you good luck against the state. Well, 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 well quite is, frankly, well, I see a thing. lot. It's, when a you're lot going of people, for, your most out, uh, most uh, outspoken, agorist, outside the system, civil disobedient types haven't done much to pick up and move to New Hampshire. I mean, I don't know what else you guys can do in order to to roll out the red carpet for those people, but I haven't seen it happening. I've seen a lot of people you, uh, who love to talk about civil disobedience and anarchy and all around well, the United all, States this, who have not made any dis- effort. And, were, to, and, to, uh, and all the efforts that you guys do to, in order to, hey, look at us, we're the, really the doing word, it over here. They'll support you from afar. I'm just not done, Dale. I mean, I haven't interrupted right. you on this one, so let me go on. I, you, you know, they'll support you from afar. They'll put your videos up, but they just won't pick up and move. And I'm wondering, personally, I wonder what good are they to you? you? What's bugging me about that rant and 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 all and up to this is is the word the, the expression civil disobedience keeps getting thrown out there as if this is the alternative to end the system stuff. And like I said, I've been I here three years. I've been very active. I haven't used civil dis- disobedience. Uh, we have people here in the Keen closest I've both. come to civil disobedience is not standing for a judge. I think it's a false dichotomy, and the way that expression keeps getting thrown out there is bugging me because that's not the you know. Not wanting to work inside the system directly does not mean you doing you're doing civil disobedience. There's, I agree. There's completely. all kinds of things. There's a media is a big thing. Yeah, media is huge. You know, and 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 I and I've lately taken up a position of, uh, you know, my attitude about politics has changed in this sense, and this is you know try to this is this is subtle, but it's a big thing. I think it's a big change for me. Is that I don't have a problem trying to affect that system. I'm not going to do it from within. Because I I I, do, I feel like that's when you compromise your values and your principles to get inside the system. Because once you get in that system, it's just like it's kind of like when you're a lawyer, you have to you know you have to take certain you have to take certain vows. I agree. I mean, and I, you're subservient to the to the to that. You've got to, to work to with that system. People. You've got to work with people that uh, don't necessarily believe exactly how you believe. You got to give a little. You got to take a little. And uh, you know, like and, I and understand not, how you understand how politics works. I understand how politics works. And we know, and that's why I don't have any faith in it because yeah, well, I don't you, feel like you accomplish over. I don't feel like you can accomplish more good than harm by compromising really basic right. Principles but just because you disrespect the system doesn't mean you have to do civil disobedience. To to do activism. Right. That's the point you you're can, making. You right? can hold political officials accountable. Like, you know, when I, you know, um, it, uh, like I think that when you're asking politicians questions to try and expose what they really are, so that's what they a really strong stand man for. argument. Okay, like because I you mentioned know. agorism, I mentioned outside the system, okay. and okay. I mentioned civil disobedience all yeah. at the same time. Well, like I that's, listed but, those in a that, list so that's why you're wrong. right after each other. But that's and why you're what wrong. What I'm telling you is, is the people that support all of these things. I hear a lot of hot air on Facebook. They are about coming. People that they're here, Mark. They're all over Manchester. They've been coming in steadily. They're engaged in agorism. They're engaged in media. They're engaged in, you know, it's ramping up. I don't know why you feel like it's not working. It's, it's absolutely happening. I mean, uh, there, you know, there's bigger numbers in Manch now because it's a big city and that it just conducive Maybe I'm not to people it, finding but... jobs and stuff like that. We're still getting people coming into Keene. Maybe not at the rate we had kind of a, uh, you know, maybe not the rate we used to. We're still getting steadily people coming into Keene. It's like, the wintertime like people Mark, are moving. Like I Ian mean... just said, we had. Families moved from uh, from Hawaii recently. We've got a New Zealand. Couple. There's a couple got- here this uh, this week. They're tour- they're uh, touring Keen. They're looking at moving here. Uh, there's there are another people couple constantly that- checking in on the forums and talking about moving and just saying, oh, "I'm saving up money and stuff." There's that steady influx of people. It's- no, I know people are moving. I'm talking about people who are specifically outside the system. People that a shoe political. But most people aren't that way. Most of the people in this movement are willing to play both sides. 
So I don't know what you're even talking about. Andrew Carroll did civil disobedience and ran for political office. Many people who also have done civil disobedience supported Andrew Carroll's run for political office by, you know, putting up a sign in their front yard or voting for him or holding a sign at a, a polling location. Rich Paul, uh, who did the 420 celebrations, was became became infamous for that. I saw a picture of him on uh, online today holding an Andrew Carroll sign at a at a voting location. So there there are very very few people who are well. I won't involve myself in in any of that stuff over there. I'm only going to do civil disobedience or outside the system. Very few people are like that. And it just seems like most of them won't move. You know, like most if, people won't move. They, what are they, you talking they, about? They, it, it seems like if you believe so thoroughly in something like civil disobedience, agorism, and all these other things, that you would find the Free State Project to be so much more exciting. You would see. You would see so this, much of that's going on. It would seem the same thing would be the case for politics. I you, guess you're right. You would think. I, that, I mean, it just. I mean, I think you're just. Yeah, I don't see near. I don't see why you're narrowing it to that particular aspect because i mean yeah I'm, i would like to see people moving here faster i'd love not to see that aspect that work to. that's why i just want to see some outside the system activism work i want to look at it i want to see it happen i want the leader to stand up the martin luther king jr to stand up and lead them through i mean for god's sakes the opportunities were there so many times and they were just dropped and and, and stepped on well, i mean i find it sad I guess. I mean, that's. I find it frustrating to watch. It's like I just. I just do. I don't know. I think you're just expressing a certain amount of understandable impatience. You know. I mean, it's. 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 You know, taking on statism is is a is a monstrous task. You know. You could have. Wow, you could have really freedom to uh, film in courtrooms in New Hampshire today if that was what the outside the system activists really wanted. Hmm. Could have it today. We did it. When? Two days ago. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it, it was done in one place. It was done in one place? What do you mean? I'm just saying that it, it, could, be, it, it could be really cemented. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, numbers change things. Look, this week, Mark, in Nashua District Court, we talked about this uh, the, the other night with JJ on, on the show. In Nashua District Court, we had four cameras running when the man in the robe told everybody that they could not record right. they went ahead and he recorded wouldn't have had the anyway. guts to do it if there it had been some kind of coordinated effort since 2007 when this stuff started that's great mark it's easy for you to say those things but you've never stepped up to lead that uh, it's that not path my it's issue. easy for you well then shut the fuck up it's not my issue quit bitching I'm because saying, this is a hard road, Mark. Taking civil disobedience is risky. For, it wasn't hard for the civil disobedience in Selma, Alabama. They had it down. They figured it out. They had leadership. They made it happen. Somebody stepped up. They they, they got everybody whipped up. They did it. They, 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 they concentrated on getting stuff done, and they got it done. Mark, you, you know, you can sit here and talk about how easy it was in Selma, Alabama, but you weren't there, and you aren't doing anything here in that realm except for just complaining about it. So maybe your bitching and moaning will I'm encourage I'm frustrated by to, what I see. Maybe I do not have to participate in order to be frustrated by what I see. That is a straw man argument. What are you talking about? Look, I'm telling you that uh, that civil disobedience is risky, and most people are not in the position to where they feel like they can do that. We have a very limited amount of people who can do civil disobedience, and many of them have already done it. I'm in that position right now. I have five misdemeanor charges hanging over my head because I was arrested three times. It's certainly yes, not you I'm talking I was about. Ar- well, well, give me a moment here. I was arrested three times last year for doing civil disobedience over and over again, and now I'm in a position 
position where I see things happening, like Pete going into the courtroom, getting arrested for a hat, and I think, oh, I really want to wear a hat into court. But I've got five misdemeanors, and I've got other responsibilities. At this point, I'm out for the most part of the civil disobedience game. That said, I did walk into that courtroom the other day, and I recorded video, even though I'd been told that we weren't supposed to do it. So I, I still can't kind of keep myself away from it but i should because i'm pretty much tapped out in that particular area and a lot of other people who who want to do civil disobedience have done it they're facing charges too no there hasn't been a coordinated effort you're right because there aren't enough people to pull from who you can just all right you 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 and you let's all go and do cameras in the court today most people have things that they're responsible for they've got children they've got families they've got a job that they've got to show up to i agree with you mark we need more activists here of all stripes from the political side to the civil disobedience side to whatever's in between to media etc because more activists means more possibilities as we have seen and i agree with you also that it's slow and it's frustrating and this is a lifetime project and i wish that we could have had twice as many people move in the last five years but that just hasn't happened from all sides people that support politics should look at this this place and say holy shit you can get elected on five hundred dollars and you know and if someone who's who does believe in that you know there's stuff going on that's worth you know drawing attention to this is what frustrates me is that um you hear all this complaining that we're getting all the media attention and stuff like this recent battleground battleground keen yeah, the on WMUR. WMUR. <laughs> and uh and there's all this whining and complaining that all the attention is on this and not on what they're doing but then they don't promote that like like okay remember when we were talking i'm like when are they going to reveal themselves as free state project members to appeal to other politicos out there that might want to move to new hampshire who have political aspirations to change the system for the talking about the politicians yeah the politicians and 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 i I know are are they doing do they have a list now on the free state project website too i don't think you need to list them off in order to be able to say look we have 12 or 15 or 16 or whatever number it looks sneaky it doesn't look sneaky the free state project is about anonymity you don't want that list out there i I wouldn't say it. I mean, look, if I you're thought, not going to no, pick, up and, this coming up pick up and move, the list is out hold there. On. Hold on. Uh, the list is out there? It yeah, came but, out shortly after the original but, discussion. Well, you guys it's out had there if you this. want to get it, but it's not being pushed. It's not, right. look, these are people made it. These are people who, you know, this is right, real here's people what they're who doing. are doing this. Here are the bills they're, they're putting successful. forth. They've made these bills happen. Right. And, the, you know, but, and again, because do you want to attract more people? You know, to New Hampshire that might do or that you kind want to of be thing. successful. I mean, you you have right. to you have to weigh those things. And if I don't you know attract more people, you will be successful. But don't you remember this discussion. Like, no, no, they're not going. They're going to do that, but not until they get past you know the committee stage, like assigning committees. Has yeah, that happened yeah. yet? Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely, absolutely. Okay, so why isn't it happening now then? Because the impression I, don't I got know was the answer. that's what was well, holding it off. The Free State off. Project doesn't market anything properly, Dale. Not one thing yeah. yet. Well, it doesn't have to be the Free State Project to be these people, you know, NHLA, whatever. Yeah. Because, because again, I don't this, think that the politicians are particularly yeah. interested in drawing that many more people to the state. This is I why I personally am that's not. That's crazy. This, let me tell you, this is why what? this is why my faith is not changing toward politics because I see this. You know, now they're having. You know, I hear. This, well, we're just gonna we're just gonna be careful not to rock the boat until we get to this point. Then we can really rock it. Then we can rock it. It's too dangerous to right now. We got to get past this delicate stage, and then mm. we're gonna rock the boat. We're gonna make changes, and it's gonna really be you know it's gonna blow your mind. We're gonna get some crazy, unwarrantable stuff done. Did I'm I like, hear you? You correctly? can't do that in politics. Well, did I hear you correctly? <laughs> you think the politicos in this movement don't want to attract people? To I don't New know Hampshire? what they think specifically, but uh, you know, personally speaking, as somebody who believes that the political solution uh, seems to be working better than the outside 
inside the system activism, um, from what I can see, from the place that I'm sitting, I see the victories have already occurred from the point of view that I had. I think that people are going to continue to come, and they're welcome, as long as they believe in liberty. But I'm not worried about the recruitment of those people. What do you mean by you're not worried? About I'm not worried about it. They're going to at this point the successes have been had. There's, I mean, we are the You're just like fuck it, let's not bother recruiting anybody else. My god, that's the most important this component. Is, if you want more success, you have to bring people here who agree with us so they can influence other see, people here in the state yeah, whether no, they listen, work exactly. with them or whatever. Look, there's like video, there's video of all these people who are engaged in outside the system activism. You'd think they'd be the ones that are hiding and and secretive and all this stuff. No, it's the political types that are like that and then they get upset that the media attention is on us well look you know there's a there's video of 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 uh, Ian standing in front of a car and getting hit by a police car. There's a video of someone of Heike talking to people on the news about how she's involved in doing this and that with Free Keen and so forth. There are faces. People see real people doing this stuff. And when it comes to the political stuff, it's like no, 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 no. We don't want that list out there. We well, I think got to be careful and delicate. I think and then they get upset is, because they're not getting publicity. Yeah. Their con- well, I don't know that they're upset. I don't know what their concern is as far as getting publicity. Their concern is that the publicity that the free state project is getting is not indicative of the, the so get out the there stuff. and get your own damn publicity but and mark it as the free state project you, so you can change the indications so you can change the perceptions i completely they, agree with they what are, dale is saying they are they are like the primary cause of the thing they're complaining about which is the face of the fsp is free keen because yeah. free keen gets out there and they, their faces are out there they're on videos all over youtube and there's on wmur now and all this stuff and they won't even release the list of people who are free state project participants who won political office yeah. which I is see how they could keep which, that quiet. which is certainly well why would they want to keep it quiet is the question why in the hell would you want to why shout it you from shout- the rooftops yes <laughs> I, no i'm i'm sincere on the one hand i'm like well, this backs up how I feel about politics, which is you have to compromise and be sneaky and, and careful not to rock the boat. And because you're always being careful not to rock the boat, you never really change the status quo. Yep. And so and, – and, 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 that's, and, and that's why I don't see my faith changing anytime in the near future. I'm like I, – I, and, and at the same time, I'm torn because I'm sitting here going like, holy crap, they got 12 people elected to the legislature. I've had no – you know, I didn't you – know, you know, I have no faith in the system. And then they're passing bills that sound pretty damn good. I'm like – well, shit, no. And then, and like, okay, can you come out of the closet now? Can you? Are you proud of what you're doing? And can you come out and attract more people like you to keep doing more of that stuff? And who knows? Maybe one of these days I'll be like, well, I'm going to have to change my view of this. But I, I still see this sense of no, no, no. We can't. We can't rock the boat. We can't. Mm. We, we don't want to attract too much attention. We got to be sneaky. If people well, find out we're FSB, they're going to attack they've us. Been successful, and the outside the system activism hasn't been. Well, I mean, it depends on what your metrics are, Mark. We are indeed. It does. Look, Free Keen gets all this blame for being, you know, disrespectful or whatever. Free Keen's a blog site. It has different people on it, different perspectives. Free Keen reports on different types of activism. We talk about civil disobedience. We talk about politics. We've uh, all, from the very, you know, beginning. Free Keen has reported on all of the activism going on 
in the Keene area. Now it kind of focuses on some other New Hampshire-based stuff. But the purpose of Free Keene, beyond to report on the stuff that's going on, is to show people, to showcase the things that are happening with the intention of bringing them here and getting them active in whatever way they think is best. And that's what uh, that's what I want to do, and that's what is go- that's what is being done. And if it frustrates people, well, you know, too bad for them. I agree with Dale. Get out there, promote yourself, promote your activism, put the spin on it that you want to put on it, and you know, try to change the perception. They have had successes. I'm admitting it. They've had successes. Now, why aren't you using that to increase participation in the FSP? Yeah, why aren't you I'm re- I'm using it done. to sell it? I'm like ready to yeah. go. So, yeah, it's, we'll wind it down here for yeah. sure. All right, so uh, this has been a almost hour and a half uh, extended edition. Appreciate you coming here and listening uh, for a while. Clearly, it's been much needed. We haven't done it in a long time, and we'll probably do it again. Uh, so, oh, by the way, it was brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program, which could appreciate your assistance if you are not yet a Free Talk Live amplifier. You can do it for three bucks a month, and we'll take that money in and reinvest it into the show. And remember, your three bucks actually goes farther now than it ever has because, well, Free Talk Live is near. A hundred affiliates. We're coming up on ninety-five very soon, uh, and that makes it more. E- it makes it a lot easier to market this program to other radio sh- uh, radio stations to get the ideas of liberty across as many airwaves as possible. We'll be announcing a brand new affiliate coming soon, and we've got at least another one of our weekend affiliates looking at becoming a weekday affiliate. And so there's uh, lots of good news to come here from Free Talk Live. And if you are, whether you uh, appreciate civil disobedience or politics, and you're sitting out there and you're Still on the fence about the Free State Project. I don't know what you're waiting for, but I share Mark's frustration that people aren't here sooner rather than later. But I also understand that people – it takes time to pick up their lives and move. And I think we're going to start seeing more and more people moving year after year. Dale, you're right. Things have slowed down. But remember, it is the wintertime, and it always slows yeah. down during the wintertime. Yeah, Despite true. it being the wintertime, people are still moving. It's amazing how many people yeah. come here to tour the state in <laughs> late February, early March. There, there's a couple yeah. coming here for their spring ba- spring break next week, which I think is – uh, is fantastic. There's also another couple, Zach and Ishtar, here in town uh, this week. They're here yep. uh, also next week. Great folks. They came out to the trial yesterday. And as more people come here to visit and more people come here to move, the possibilities expand. We've seen civil disobedience work in groups of uh, of people and be successful. And Mark, you can discount it all you want, but the 420 celebrations were incredible, incredibly successful. Big time press, major international media coverage from like cannabis culture and other other organizations like that and the cops left us alone after just a few arrests and constant pressure as far as civil continuous civil disobedience so yeah i share the concerns but numbers will fix all of these problems so please come freestateproject.org we're done for tonight and see you tomorrow night at freetalklive.com don't forget to join dale over on his websites anarchyinyourhead.com and flamingfreedom.com good night Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you.